Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, some real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by NDUB's favorite son, Justin Richardson, the tenacious Tom Lavelle, and our guest today is the one, the only, the Dami Lama himself, Dominic McGinley. You can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can hang out with us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And for Christ's sake, just get her off my back, like and subscribe so my wife leaves me alone about doing this show. J Dub, you ready to get this thing going? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom, you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspective. Exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with new episodes of so check out our vibe and how we get live. Then do us a solid. Share and subscribe. Which you sharing? Which you sharing? Which you sharing? Working perspectives. All right, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you a little something about the llama. All right. So I work at a company, right? And at this company, it's in an office, right? And I think we all know by now that some office people just can't be trusted. Justin, I think you're fully aware. You got to watch your P's and Q's in the office life. Is that right? Oh, yeah. There's some who do not allow cursing and will make it a priority to make sure you know that yes. you're not allowed to curse. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's the, yeah, that's the, you know, some are very strict. You know, you can't tell, you know, this story in front of this person. Yeah. Watch what you say. Yeah. It's, uh, I'll tell you, some people too just love to like enforce the rules, right? They're like, it's, it doesn't matter. There's nothing wrong right you're not doing anything but if someone somewhere once said that this couldn't be done right like oh you you shouldn't put like they don't like it you can't put three creamers in your coffee you know it's like go fuck off all right Tattle, yeah tail, stop sending dick pics to all the other employees yeah, yeah how about it <laughs> so either I'm way yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> your grandfather you can't didn't. sell drugs at work <laughs> I'll tell you, that's one currency that works at every job. Let me tell you. Would you agree, Justin? <laughs> Trust, yeah. Do you find that you go back to the dumpster? Hey, what are you guys doing? You guys look happy. What do you got? Yeah. 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 Smiles on your faces. What's going on here? Why do you look like you like it here so much? 
<laughs> yeah yeah so nice all right so i'm working at a job right and and we don't condone drug use on this show not at work at least either way uh i'm working at this job in this office and you you know you're navigating the different people you run into and everything like that so i've been there for a couple of years right and then all of a sudden i get introduced to our guest today the llama right Hit it off right off the bat. Knew he was a good looking, good looking, good kid, you know. And so I was in a department and we were looking for someone else in the department. And I said, hey, you know who's a good kid? This llama is a good kid. Right. Threw llama in there, kind of took him under my wing, showed him the ropes, gave him the business. Right. It was rocky sometimes as relationships can be, but we worked through it. And I think we were stronger afterwards. And then something happened uh, last year on the working perspectives podcast is that someone had challenged me to a Mario Kart double or Mario Kart race. Right. Mm -hmm. So I knew that to do this incorrectly, we would have to have the Mario Kart race. It'd have to be, you know, I would like to have like Jim Ross there, but fortunately, unfortunately he wasn't available. Right. So I went with the next best thing. The damn lamb himself came in, did a killer job doing the announcing on the show on Twitch, really nailed it. Did, you know, just, you know, knocked it out of the park. Was super happy to come in. And then also without me even asking him, he created a commercial for the show that I, when I first watched it, I pissed myself laughing. I don't know if everyone's probably seen it. It's available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube at working perspectives podcast, but we would put it in the show. It was back. Uh, it was, it was a couple co-hosts ago, so it doesn't, it's not really up to date. So I can't use it now. But there was a part in the commercial where like Dom's sitting in a room and then someone says something over the loudspeaker and it's Dom supposed to be thinking in his head and all of a sudden he goes, what the fuck? I fucking pissed myself laughing. I thought it was so funny. But either way, he's a quality guy. He's related to Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Uh, anger guy yeah oh yeah john john c mcginley oh he's the man he's been in platoon he's been in wagons east he's dude he's been in scrubs he's been in a million things that guy he's like one of those guys where you see him you're like oh that fucking guy love that guy right john how's he related they're uh second cousins or something like that we'll find out more in a little bit um but yeah he even has a picture with him pretty cool stuff but either way so yeah I was uh, I was tickled pink when Lama decided to come on the show, when he decided to help out with the Twitch stream of the Mario Kart challenge, when out of nowhere, he created this baller commercial for us and all this stuff. I'm really excited to see all the success he's had at work and in his life. You know, he's a really good guy, deserves good things. And I keep saying this and I'll keep screaming from the rooftops. This show is you know we can judge the caliber of the show by the guests that we're getting on here and this is a class a guest and i'm just super excited to have him here Lama. i would like to say thanks for coming on and before we get started i would just like to ask how do you like your cheetos crunchy or puffed oh i did i knew about i i was expecting the bohemian rhapsody question uh but <laughs> actually listening. first i should say thanks for having me um let's see crunchy that's a man. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a man that's, right there. You can't, you can't do, see the puffy ones like you have to be in a certain mood for. I feel like puffies are kind of just like 
fuck it. They didn't have any of the crispy ones. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yes. Like, I mean, either way, either Last way, option. like at the end, at either way, at the end of it, like your fingers are going to get all dusty. They're yeah. going to realize you got shit on your phone. Yeah. So you might as it's just like the equivalent of like saying, like, are you a crunchy peanut butter or smooth? Yeah. Well, actually, yes. no, this is actually that's kind of way more important than that, because yeah. you can go both ways with peanut butter smooth and crunchy but sure. no for cheetos crunchy all the way crunchy 100%. all the way how many times have you just like like just murdered a video game controller with cheeto dust right and and dorito dust. i think we've all done it we're all guilty of that right oh god yeah the nintendo 64 controllers oh. the gamecube ones man dude yeah. like and what's yeah. worse is like you know how like with the with like the uh the controllers like the analogs like they're rubber yeah oh that shit sticks on and then the dust goes in under the controller and you're 10 years old you don't know how to clean any of that shit so you're so later on you're realizing you're playing with your friends and you go oh that's the bad controller i have no (laughs) idea what caused that to happen (laughs) everybody everyone had a bad controller that was the one that i would like to smash you know what i mean why did we have so many bad controllers matt sometimes people get angry playing games also (laughs) There used to be a so for our Gen Z listeners out there, the controllers used to have a cord, believe it or not. They had a cord on them, right? And I remember Justin, I think you were there one time, right? Just like you were there the time you witnessed me take seven blue shells on Rainbow Road and still win. Um, but you were there one time when I think when something happened and I got angry and I grabbed the controller by the cord and I swung it like an axe handle smash. <laughs> It just like started breaking it into the ground, right? It was pretty. Bad. I wasn't there for it, but I, I love the passion, love the energy. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. stuff like that happens so often with you, Matt. That I'm sure you know. There's probably 30, 40 people um, that it could have been there when it happened. Shout, I mean, yeah, shout out Sony though. I've uh, numerous times tried to snap a PlayStation Two controller in half with my bare hands, and I, it can't be done. You know? Wow. Life hack for you: if uh, you are eating Cheetos. You can use uh, chopsticks to help you keep the the cheese off of your fingers. I like that. I like that. I did the. Uh, I do a, a toothpick sometimes. I got a three pack of gold toothpicks from Amazon. So I'll do a little toothpick action. Jadeb, I think you taught me this, or you told me about this. Was cutting the cutting the bag though. That's a big move. Yeah. Right. As soon as you open it, you could you could ditch the first twenty five percent, and you can yeah. get to the bottom a lot easier. Yeah. Life's just better. Yeah, much more open array, right? <laughs> yeah, very much, very much better. Yeah, what do you think, Lama? Um, now I'd never heard of that, but what is a really good debate is uh, what beverage have you had with your Cheetos? Mine was Dr. Pepper. Oh, classic, classic, love a good Dr. P. Dr. P is always good. I mean, Mountain Dew, too. Can't can't diss the. I was do. gonna say if if we're doing trash like Cheetos and like it's Code Red, you could sign me up oh. for a little Mountain, Red, little Mountain Dew Code Red. Mountain Dew Code <laughs> Red was a game changer when that first got in there, right, dude? Mountain Dew Code Red changed like everything. <laughs> that it was good. It, do you remember Sprite Remix? Oh, that was like the the like the fruity it was, Sprite, it was like, yeah, like tropical dude. Hey, I, what I, I you never had Sprite Remix? Yeah. Oh my God, Lama! It was the best. It came out, dude. This is like ninety nine, two thousand, right? Like that era. I think P Diddy 
was the celebrity spokesperson <laughs> for Sprite <laughs> Remix. But uh, dude, Sprite Remix was so fucking good. I, oh my God. Bro, you could get some 3D Doritos and a Sprite Remix, babe. Oh. You were having a fucking time, babe. You're having a time. Let me tell you. Yeah, dude. No, three uh, Sprite Remix was the gimmick. Yeah, it was like a, like a, like a tropical fruit kind of Sprite. It was awesome. Awesome. But yeah, didn't brisk also hit in like 2000? Oh, dude, they, it was the commercials. It's brisk, yeah. baby. The claymation. Right? Yeah, because remember they had <laughs> one with Stallone, right? And Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, dude. that one was Stallone and Bruce Willis. Yeah, what were you gonna say, Jada? Brisk, brisk was disgusting. I was, oh. I remember like when it came out, I tried, I was like, what, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Rosenberg's makes iced tea. It's good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, dude, for sure. I don't even, here's a, here's something I'll probably get a lot of shit for. And, you know, if you guys don't want to be my friends anymore, I'll understand, but I don't like iced tea. Just don't like yeah. it. None yeah. of them. None of them. I don't like iced a hot tea. tea? I can do a hot tea, right. But, you know, I can do like a hot chai or, albanians have this magic tea called mountain tea that i'll do sometimes which i did today because i'm feeling a little under the weather if you can't tell but yeah dude no not a tea guy not at all you know i was always a lemonade you know rosie's lemonade that's the way to go babe you know lemonade bangs lemonade's heartburn city though Ooh, baby found that out in an older age (laughs) (laughs) i'm a fucking mayor of heartburn city oh man yeah well i'm a i'm a definite citizen that's for yo all right let me ask you this and be fucking honest both of you right i remember <laughs> me and former guest of the show friend of the show alan bach were sitting at his parents kitchen table and like i'm eating dinner there and his parents had gotten pizza right and it was like fresh hot pizza right i think it was like you know from where like new station or something shout out new station pizza fan of the show listener show either way I take a bite, right? And it's hot and I can feel it like burn down my esophagus into like my chest. And Bach did the same thing. And we looked at each other and said, heartburn. And, right? Because <laughs> we thought heartburn is when you eat like hot food and it burns you like here when it's going down your esophagus. Did you both think that? No. no. God damn you. God <laughs> damn both it. of you. You fucking liars. But I, uh, I mean... I didn't put, if it makes you feel better, I didn't put together that pickles were cucumbers until I was at least in my mid twenties. And like, when it hit me, like, I don't even think I was thinking, like we weren't even talking about it. I think it was like driving alone in my car on 76. And I was like, Holy shit. Wow. Cucumbers yeah. are pickles. <laughs> How yeah. I never think about that before. I never even, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't, I never thought about it. <laughs> yeah. It gets everybody dude. Gets everybody. Yeah. Give me like a ton of bricks. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah, uh, back to your question, Dom, I would have to say as far as a beverage, a beverage with the Cheetos, crunchy or puffed, you know, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Code Red, Dr. Pepper, Sprite, Sprite Remix, they're all just, you know, it really it really pairs well, we'll say. Right. Oh, yeah. Big time. So let's keep it on moving down, moving on down the road. So um let's do this so llama i asked you to prepare something so how are we going to do this right so this is the idea llama has picked his top five video games right that he wants okay and then no that of all time (laughs) i mean we could make that list too (laughs) yeah 
So top five video games all time. And he put okay. some honorable mentions on there. He told me, right? So the top five video games all time, Justin, Tom, and I are going to guess his top five, right? And then Lama will then reveal it. Lama, do you have it like written down somewhere or something like that? Dude, it's right in front of my screen. Perfect. All right. Nice. So, uh, Tom, if you could, please, what are your top five? I'm going to give my top five or I'm going to guess. I'm guessing what? Guess his. All right. I'm going to say I'm going to go with Zelda. Which one? Uh, shit. The newest one, I'm going to say. Uh, Breath of the Wild? Yeah. And then um, I'm going to go with... Dom, how old are you? I had just turned 30. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, I bet you Halo was big for him. I'm going to go Halo, but uh, Halo 2. Um, and then I will say... Hmm. What I do, Zelda? Fucking time already. Christ, you're supposed to have these prepared. <laughs> I do have them prepared, but <laughs> I fucking them say them. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go Super Mario. Which um, one? World. And then I'll That's go. That's the N64 one, right? Uh, Super Mario World was N64. No, that was for. Um, uh, that was uh, NES. Nintendo NES. All right. So, okay. And then I'll go. Um, shit so what do i have so you have zelda breath of the wild halo 2 and super mario world okay not Um, 64 i put 64 in the chat but you didn't say 64 you said super mario world for nes okay 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 just i don't want it to come back later and be like (laughs) oh no i said that because you fucking didn't all right Uh, you fucking didn't okay um then i'll go i'll go goldeneye just because that's a uh a staple and All right. then I'll go uh last one. Uh take, take as long as you need. Grand Theft Auto. Which one? Uh Miami. Which one was that? <laughs> Vice City. Know. Vice City. What's that? Four? Uh it would be the fifth game, but it's called Vice City. All right. We'll do I'll just put Vice City. All right. So Tom's top Tom, five. did you like my list? Tom's pretty good. Pretty good. Tom's top <laughs> he hates five. it. Damn it. Tom's top five: Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Halo Two, Super Mario on Super Mario World on NES, Goldeneye, and then GTA Vice City. All right, Jalen Dub, your top five. For you just that, have a few. Go- you, are you all your console? top five? That llama. Well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. think his I top know. five? Okay, go. Yeah. Are you a PC guy? Or do you play all on consoles? Like that's 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 for me. That's for me to know and you to find out. Okay, so. all right. You can, well, you can. <laughs> I mean, guesses. All right, um, go ahead. I'm going to say Portal 2. I'm going to say Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation 1, just because I love that game and everyone should. Um, I'm going to say Tom had a lot of good ones. I'm not going to overlap, though. Um, I'm going to do Orcarina of Time Zelda instead of Breath of the Wind. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Um, Matt's Breath is Wild. uh, Modern (laughs) Warfare 2. And um, best game of all time, um, number five would be um, I'm still on uh, 
Super Mario Land, the one for Super Nintendo. That's the one with Yoshi and the capes. It's a banger. All right. Nice. So Justin's top five is now this isn't in any order. It's just five. So Portal yeah. 2, Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation 1, Zelda Ocarina of Time, Modern Warfare 2, and Super Mario Land on Super Nintendo. Okay. Can I ask one question before Matt says his list? What? Have have either have any of your games been named yet? To to Dalai Lama somewhat somewhat okay i won't say which one though all right okay okay all right <laughs> okay so i have mine written down because i prepared prepared yes okay so i have number one is ghost of tashima right number two the last of us Good game. Number three, Halo 3. three. Then I have Spider-Man on PS4. What was a good one? And then, because uh, actually, I think I saw you playing this at work one time, Dom. Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> not, that is voided if that's in there. That's a void. Why is that the... voided? Because you saw him playing it. <laughs> hey, hey, everyone, Tom, remind me. Whose idea was this again? <laughs> mine yeah okay exactly so what are you gonna do i forgot to say god of war <laughs> shout out god of war well all right tom do you said you had honorable mentions right yeah yep. hit us with your so honorable do mentions. your honorable mentions first all right so uh the first one right off the bat is the uh, golden eye okay ah, honorable mention golden eye damn it such a classic multiplayer game way back sure. in the day but like gen z doesn't even know yeah oh, absolutely uh, Super Mario 64. Classic. Classic. Changed the whole 3D, whole 3D platform. Yeah. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, dude. In my opinion, best game of all time. It is so, uh, so fucking good. Dude, one of the greatest. So fucking good. One of the story, greatest. One of the, the story in that alone makes you fucking lose it. It is so goddamn good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. All I right. didn't even play the first one. Like, um, Me either. Yeah, oh, like, really? I found out, like, yeah, I found out, like, you don't know, at the like, time, about, like, I just, like, I don't know why, I just never got it. But, oh, and then dude. later on, like, when I saw the second one, like, I was told, oh, it's a prequel to the yeah. one that came out. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm buying this. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. The second one, too, like, or the first one, right? You play as John, John Marston. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's all, dude, awesome. Arthur Morgan, one of the best characters in the history of video games. The whole, the whole, the whole thing right like i think i don't know who i was talking to this about but when you're going to beaver hollow right to face the pinkertons and confront <laughs> fucking what's his name <laughs> what what was the what was the fucking blonde guy's name micah to confront micah and to tell dutch he's losing his shit right when you're slowly riding your horse and then fucking with the song and everything going through the woods don't <laughs> fucking forget about it Fuck, forget about it all right you fucking lose it man Oh my god, the game is incredible. The fir- the dude, and when you play, like if you go from a first person shooter, right, from like the character point of view, not even from like a hover point of view, it's even better. It's incredible. The whole game, big fan, Red Dead Redemption 2, my favorite game of all time. It's absolutely phenomenal. I love it. All right. So those were your honorable mentions. Lama, if you could please. More. Oh, what's your last one? Uh South Park, the stick of truth. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yes. Love it. Love it. 
Um, shout out the 64 game. Had a yeah. really the 64 South Park game had a yeah. really good multiplayer like GoldenEye as well for like yeah. a shooter. Oh yeah, yeah. especially yeah. too Cow with like and... um the cutscenes in it. The they were just like or a spitball, right? You're what were you doing? You, you had, had a, like uh you had, you had like snowballs, uh, ray guns, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yellow snowballs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What were you? What were <laughs> you, you throwing at turkeys and shit? <laughs> um, yeah, like that game had like unforgettable, just like. Cut like scenes. random ass cutscenes that were mm-hmm. really great and the multiplayer was amazing too nice very nice okay so now llama if you could please hit us with your top five games all time all right so i'm gonna go with uh super mario maker 2 because, <laughs> because if it wasn't for that game I wouldn't have done my Twitch or any anything. Right. So right. there it is. There it Cheating. is. Um, Collusion. No wow. Way. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, then, let me guess. Um, Spider-Man is Spider-Man next. What's next? Oh, what is he, next? Huh? Yeah, dude. Spider, Spider, Spider-Man. Spider-Man is fucking awesome. Spider-Man dude, on PS4? Awesome. Like, yeah, dude. That, oh, wow. that story was just incredible. Who would have known? <laughs> Who would have known? Like, you know, after like years of different Spider-Mans, like this one hit home to like of what Peter Parker is. Couldn't agree. What do you think about The Last of Us? (laughs) That's up there, too. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Damn is. It's one of the most uh, emotional games I've ever played. Yep. And then what else do you got, Lama? We got a so we do have Halo. However, it's Halo 3. I didn't get on board until that one. There was a lot oh, of com- I had to convince my parents to get me that game. So like after that, it started playing all of them. And then uh, we're coming at the last one, Ghost of Tsushima. Great game, great game. So Matt, you nailed it. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if you mind reader. Five for five. <laughs> Look at like this. You knew. I told you. Um, I put this guy under my wing. I learned a lot about him. You know, and he's just, uh, yeah, obviously I'm a fan of his Twitch channel as well, which he mentions all this on there. So you guys had access to it as well. You just didn't do your research. Did you, Justin, uh... you didn't know about this until five minutes ago when I told you. <laughs> so there's a reason you didn't know. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, I platinumed it. I love that game. It's the only platinum I have. Oh, you platinumed it? Holy shit, yeah. dude. I kind of just like what is that went even right through mean? the story. For, for uh, those noobs out there that don't game like us game noodles. Yeah. Um, what does platinuming it mean? If you get all the trophies on PlayStation, you get the final trophy, which is a platinum trophy. You have to get, unlock everything to get a platinum. Like for Red Dead Redemption, it's insane what you have to do to get the platinum. Like you have to find every flower, every trading card, everything. Yeah. Oh, hmm. that's cool. That Very fun. It also Great shows you like it also shows you like the percentage of like the rarity of the trophy. So like for for like Red Dead, I'm assuming it's like a point zero zero one percent chance of that people uh, like who actually zero point zero one percent users were able to unlock it. Oh wow, yeah. that's incredible! Oh, hey man, I only have dude. two platinum trophies. Oh shit! For what? Uh, for one of them was uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and okay. then the other one was for South Park: The Fractured Butthole. The second part of Stick of Truth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fractured butthole. But they called it uh the fractured butthole. Originally, yeah. it was going to be called Butthole of Time, but retail stores didn't <laughs> allow it. So Trey Parker is just in the back going, Butthole, Butthole, Butthole. Uh, Fractured Butthole. Like B-U-T? 
Yeah, B U T and then space H W H O L E. W H O L E. Oh, I see. Oh, wow. Dude, those are you're a big South Park fan. Dude, Matt knows it. Yeah. That's awesome. I love South Park. Dude, South Park, honestly, for what they've done too, like as far as like like the way they can get around like saying different stuff, you know what I mean? Dude, like remember when did the episode the N-word guy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, with Stan's Are dad. you kidding me? <laughs> what other show can do that? No, no other show. Right? Right? Like that's incredible. And they did the one with like when uh when Paris Hilton and and Big Gay Al have a have a slut off and then yeah. <laughs> Big Gay Al shoves Paris Hilton up his ass. <laughs> the best. Mr. And the, dude, and the one <laughs> where Bono <laughs> when the, the, the dude when Stan's dad took the biggest shit in the world. <laughs> and it wasn't Don, huh? it wasn't Bono didn't take the biggest shit in the world. He was he the biggest Yeah, like hot, 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 hot. Yeah. Did you ever um did you spinning? ever see the one where like there was like Harley riders going into town and they started calling <laughs> him like the F word and the the gay community thought it was them, so they take him to court. And like they're getting taken to court because like they're being offensive. And this one guy was just like, well, I'm gay boys. Like, what would you do? Like, if I what would you call me if I wanted a Harley or be a Harley rider? And he goes, then then you're a gay F word. And um, and the whole time, like they were just trying to say, like, look, you're at a red light. This guy cuts you off so that or that way, like you can't get to your light. Like, what would you call this guy? And he calls him like he's like F words. The first thing that comes to my mind. And they're like, yeah see but you're not thinking wow he's this you're thinking he's an inconsiderate jerk and yeah. everyone's just going this makes incredibly a lot of sense yeah yeah <laughs> no that's i'm a big fan of that big fan of like and we and we've you know i've gotten on the soapbox on this show before about like why we have the disclaimer and everything like that at the top of the show it's because we're not you know if you're not being overly offensive to someone like intentionally then you know we're fucking adults deal with it it's not like like, I hate the fact, and we t- we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier with, like, office talk, right? But, like, it's not like I'm, oh, my gosh, are your ears hurting when I say these things? No, you're just a <laughs> twat that, like, has a, like, there's a, like, you have in some reason to say something, even though nothing needs to be said, right? But you just take that because, you know, low-hanging fruit, you're low character, all that bullshit. So, either way, nice. Well, I mean, once again, old Uncle Maddie rose to the occasion, five for five. You know, no big deal. <clears throat> anyway. Very impressive. Yeah. Very yep. impressive. I'd have to say some of my best work, but let's keep on moving down, moving down the road. So let's get started. We got a lot to get into here and I'm really excited about it. So our boy, the Dammy Lama here, old Lama, he was born in Bryn Mawr and he grew up in Malvern, right? He started, he started in Catholic school. He did it kindergarten to third grade. Then they said, hey, buddy, you know, go take a lap. Right. He left and then he went through the greater like the Great Valley School District, the public school system out there, graduated from Great Valley. Right. Uh, we did some sports growing up. And this is something that really jealous. He did bowling middle school, did archery for a little bit. Right. Oh, and then but always hitting the sticks big on the gaming. Right. So let's get it started. Lama, uh, you know, I'm a Catholic school vet. Tom's a Catholic school vet. Justin, did you do CCD? Yeah, I am uh, confirmed and baptized. Look at us. Look at us. Yeah. 
So what did you think about Catholic school there, Lama? But Catholic school, it was really interesting for just from like, you know, being in third grade. Um, I don't really mind it. I like to see my friends, all that good stuff. And then um, at one point, all my parents just said, you know what? Let's put him in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> what yeah. uh what did you get uh confirmed or no? Because you yeah. first communion is second in like first grade or second. Well, every grade. school does it different, but yeah. When it's did usually you... like fifth or sixth grade, right? For yeah, confirmation is like fifth. Usually. But what go ahead, Tom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had communion in second grade. And then uh yeah, I had confirmation when i was uh yeah when i was 12 i was already in middle school at the time all right but i was yeah, Tom, i was attending right. ccd as well okay so, so you did yeah. your whole school like did you and your brothers and sisters all go at once or was it just you uh like you so switched? we all we all went at once then eventually like yeah we didn't we weren't all really there for that long i think that my sister and my brothers like they did the same thing like they were only there for like before sixth grade and then just um just went to like public school after that nice we weren't there for we weren't there for that long but like you know my family was like big into catholic faith uh, like big into catholic faith so they were just like you know rather put them in a catholic school yeah and take it from there and then you know didn't work out and uh yeah went to public school yeah 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 nice and and like uh i think you and tom share something in common because you're one of four right lama and you have an older sister and two younger brothers is that right yes that is correct wow look at that me too and justin you're one of 30 and you have 20 older and 17 younger so there you go and (laughs) technically the exact middle i no no i have uh, that's 37 three three older and three younger yeah so you're one of seven and you have three older and three younger for christ's sake technically not fully blood related to any of them (laughs) (laughs) you're only partially on your mom's side right i mean that's also a good thing because then you could be like the ginger coxman brad richardson former guest of the show friend of the show yeah Yeah, plausible deniability i'm like i don't know these people yeah yeah yeah, so when you left the schools uh your sister was it going into sixth grade or honestly i have no idea when everyone left i i but i just remember like um yeah all of us we we all went to like uh we were all definitely in public school by like middle school so Um, like but you were you were in second and then when you went to third you were at a public school and then no uh i was in third grade or like the last year in catholic school i was in third grade then fourth grade i started going to public school so then how many years older is your sister uh she's one year apart from me and then oh, okay. my brothers they're um let's see my youngest one he's yeah six years apart from me and the other one's a year older than him just because they're, uh, like they're irish twins <laughs> okay my uh my sister is a bit dramatic and when she would like so like to her being older you know you have more of a connection with your friends and stuff that might yeah. be tougher for someone that's a little older to switch schools yeah. i don't know if there's mm-hmm. any like you know yeah. I don't want to do this. Or will you guys just kind of mesh in with the public school kids? Like no problem. Yeah. I was up for it. Yeah. Like um, school when I, sucks. at least for me, like when I went to public school, I met, uh, I met a, I met a few kids there and um, those people that I met, I'm still friends with them till this day. Nice. Did you have like neighborhood friends too, that went to public school? um i don't really hang out with my really with my neighbors that much like um 
yeah, I only hung out with them like during like Christmas time, like the neighbors I had close by, like they didn't really have any uh, kids that were my age. Like usually they were just like houses way, way far away. Yeah. And um, hung out with them like every now and then. But during the summer, yeah, we hung out like a lot outside. Nice. That's the best, man. I miss that shit so much. So nice. So So you left Catholic school. You said beat it, old sister Mary shovel face. And then you went to. public school right so in great valley right we uh i know me and tom we both went to lansdale catholic uh lansdale catholic high we salute you uh our hearts loyal to your green and gold either way we went there and one of the schools that was in like our conference was great valley so we would do some sports against them and stuff but either way you were so you went to great valley right and so you're in like that school district, you end up going through there, you get into bowling and stuff. But I want to talk more about like gaming. So when did you start gaming? And like, has it always been like a passion for you? So when I started gaming, I was like, God, what was your was first like, system? It was so does the Game Boy count? Yeah, of course. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was no. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah what's the first console you could plug in the wall uh nintendo 64 but great, great i just remember start, like start. the first game i had like uh my dad had this uh game boy pocket this green game boy pocket which i actually yeah. still have surprisingly um yeah. and the first game i played was uh super mario land oh great one great the desert world the music is, the is great level. yeah yeah Dude, I remember I had a Game Gear back in the day, Sega Game Gear, right? And one of the games I had on it, Hook, from like the, the <laughs> movie Hook with Robin Williams, right? Oh, no shit. Oh, great game. You play as Rufio and you're hopping oh. over stuff. And oh, it was awesome. Great game. Yeah. Used to play it in my bed at night and sneaking. You know, it was pretty good. That was a good thing about the Game Gears. You could play it at night. Yeah. You know, the, the old Game Boy if it was dark you weren't you couldn't see true but the game gear it was like oh man you can actually see yeah i was like it's color can you believe yeah. it it's a color it's in color it's Whoa. color Whoa. <laughs> yeah and then remember but, putting in like your game boy pocket games into the game boy color and you're like whoa that's what those colors are you like you go from you go from just like the normal like whatever game boy is and like when you do it in the color it's just like wow it's green yeah. <laughs> you're like metroid's blue what yeah Nice. So, okay, cool. So you started back then, then Super NES was your, or sorry, 64 was your first console. And so like, how big were you into gaming? Like, what are we, do, what are we doing here? I know, I know in my experience, having an older brother and a gaming system sucks because they kind of hog it a little bit and it's, oh, you get it when my, when I have a game over. And then, you know, four hours later, you're like, all right, well, I guess I'm not getting this thing today. And you just want to leave. You know, and then also when you're trying to do something, they don't shut up and then you end up throwing the controller and breaking the Sega. The worst was honestly, single player games were a lot easier because it was just like, yeah, when you die, like you got to do this and then you had your own files, which was cool. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that was tough was multiplayer games. So like Mario Kart or whatever, like if you're if you end up like beating like your sibling in that game like they'll get pissed off like either you cheated or you always win it's no fair or my favorite i'm player one yeah what what does that mean (laughs) 
like we're like you would fight for player one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah top yeah. screen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, dude, I'll tell you that honestly. In '64, you're lucky. Like, I mean, you know, Super Nintendo was all right. Sega had its day. Dreamcast could do a little bit, but '64 was just so revolutionary. Four controllers, man. Right when you got to play Goldeneye for the first time, like I think combined, we probably spent like a hundred thousand hours on that thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but go, you know, like just playing the whole thing, going through the whole thing. Right. So you were gaming at a young age. Did you ever think to get into it like competitively? Because I'll tell you this and I've shouted them out on the show before and I'll shout them out again in our neighborhood growing up, we had a gamer who was a gaming legend, right? Back in the day before you could do Xbox live and connect online and all this stuff, you had like your neighborhood guys who were like just the best gamers. Right. So like, you know, there was someone in our house that was really good at Goldeneye and everyone hated playing with him because he's a cheater. And he memorized the where everyone woke up after they died and he would like wait there and shoot you and cheat, cheating all the time. <laughs> Big cheater. So either way, I got By the way, here na- comes a made up story. Go ahead. I got a neighborhood <laughs> legend named Jay DeCola. Shout out Jay DeCola, fan of the show, listener of the show. And, you know, let's just say uh, he's undefeated, you know. I never I don't think I ever played him to be honest I don't I don't remember talking about you I know but you've said it on the show before that you had him play me and I said I had him play my brother maybe it was maybe it was Alex oh maybe Alex but I I don't think I ever played him but if he's really that good then he's great he would dude even before they had not saying I would beat him and before that Xbox live he would go to like California and play in like tournaments and stuff he was crazy with video games yeah. Did you ever do what are anything your thoughts, like that? Dom, wait, what, what, Dom, what are your what are your thoughts on people being uh, the odd job character in Goldeneye? Being the what? Oh, in Goldeneye. So I got to be honest, Goldeneye was not in my collection only because like at so like my mom was just like super, you know, cautious yeah. of what uh, games we yeah, bought. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. most of the no games guns, we had no were all no Mario. People. The yeah. most violent game that I've had before, like I got into shooter games was uh super smash bros that was like the <laughs> most violent game, game that we've had or no Breaking. i'm sorry uh we also had um rocky legends that was also one of the most violent games that we had too yeah what but, uh what was smash your character in uh, smash brothers uh mine was mario and a lot either mario or link and a lot of people hated that i was mario because like i would just what people left and right like it wasn't fair for me or like fair for anyone that i was mario but and then when i was link some people kind of had like an advantage or upper hand but like yeah those were like my two go-tos even on 64 on 60 yeah all what about kirby i was a big kirby guy kirby was all right (laughs) Oh, yeah, Kirby, yeah, Kirby's good too. Like, um, I only was really intrigued with Kirby, like when you, um, like when when I found out, like you know, he could like you know eat the one person and then get like their B move. Like, yeah. literally with Kirby, once I got all the characters, I was like, I'm gonna be Kirby, and I'm gonna add these players, and I want to see what he looks like. Yeah, <laughs> nice. No, dude, Super Smash Brothers had great music too. When you're at like Hyrule Castle and stuff. So, dude that's where you got to settle everything yeah, yeah high rules where it goes down yeah Could, even would. in the gamecube version dun, dun, dun. too it's all about dude, high rules. gamecube dun. was so dude th- like that's a sleeper system gamecube was doing you get some things. bangers dude gamecube because like 
think about it. It came out, GameCube had to compete with Xbox One and PlayStation 2, right? So, like, it was, and it held its own, right? Like, it yeah. had Super, it had Mario Kart Double Dash, great game. Mario Sunshine, great game. Then it could do all the sports games and all the shooter games and Medal of Honor Frontline and all that stuff. Right. And then it would have like the Smash Brothers and Super Monkey Ball. Like all those games were so good. So, so it had good. a rare known feature. It had an adapter. You could put your Game Boy games into your GameCube. I had that. I had oh. that. The Game Boy player, dude. Blew my mind. My brother had one for years and I went over to this kid's house and he like, I think it was on the bottom, wasn't it? Or something like that. It, yeah. It like blew yeah, my like you brain would take apart. One of the panels off on the bottom, then just <laughs> yeah. slap it right on there. That's what happened. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Shattered pickles or cucumbers. <laughs> Game Boys can play GameCube. Uh, yeah. Hey, I mean, you know, no one knows right away that pickles are cucumbers, right? <laughs> Come on. You it's know. not obvious. If they yeah. don't tell you, you just never think about it. Who knew? You don't get dill cucumbers, right? You just get dill pickles. <laughs> so, either way, let's keep it moving. So, I want to get into some job history. So, you know, you did your gaming, you've been gaming your whole life, but one of your first jobs, I kind of like you stuck in like the, like the gaming realm, right? So the first job you got, you was at play around golf and you worked at, it was like a golf simulator, right? I guess you were just like the like attendant that worked there. How did this go? Um, yeah. So yeah. So like, yeah, it was my first job ever, um, and funny story about that, which re- it, this actually relates to gaming in a way. So um, this was around like when a few years after the Xbox 360 came out. Okay. And I was like, dude, I'm done with GameCube. I want a 360. And my dad's my dad laughed at me and my mom was just like, well, you're going to get a job if you want. <laughs> so yeah, if you, it's fine that you want one, but you're going to be fucking paying for it, kid. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. So like that, that was, that was just like her, like, um, and yeah. So like she found this place and it was like a little close by from where I lived. And, um, and great thing was like, this place was just opening up. So like they were looking for people to like, kind of like, let them know, like, you know, this is what we do. This is who we are. And um, yeah. So it's just like this golf simulation place. Like you're inside like this, like, like this square room. And, um, there's this, um, there's this net that's like on, on the front, like that's like right in front of you and then is displaying a projector. And then right around you, you have like the spot where you can tee off the spot where like it simulates the rough, the, um, the sand, and then three dots for putting. And then on the side, you would have this mounted computer and you would just pick like all these popular courses to play out like Pebble beach. that's the only one i know and um all this good stuff and um did they have augusta i don't think sometimes augusta won't let uh yeah i think so yeah like pebble beach was just that only one i knew the most because like that's all everyone was raving about at the time wait i played there before i've I've went to this uh to this place before i've I've done it with the oh really yeah and play around and augusta won't let you like i don't know if that's a fact i just just, because sometimes augusta won't let like you know, they're it'll, it'll be like a a, a fake one, you know. Property. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Fake Gusta. <laughs> fake Gusta. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. So then, any fights there ever? I mean, people used to bring some booze pretty hard there. Like, I remember some guys walking in with coolers and bottles and stuff like that, and like just get wasted and whack balls. 
like you could bring your own um you could bring your own um like beer and stuff like that but like i haven't seen any like shit go down at the time at least when i was working there um didn't you meet someone there though yeah so um a little a little after um jackass 2 came out I went and I was just I went to the bathroom and I was walking and I was just like making sure like doing my rounds, like making sure everyone needs help. And I and I see this guy and I'm with like this long ass beard, long hair. And I'm like, that guy looks like Ryan Dunn. That's funny. So I walk back to my desk, do like some paperwork and I look at like this T-sheet and it said Ryan Dunn. And I'm like, holy shit, that's him. (laughs) And ironically, so I would literally just like go to school and then take my buddy's bus and then go right to work. And out of all the days, I let someone borrow my Jackass 2 DVD. And I had it in my backpack and I'm like, holy shit, that's him. And I told him, I was just like, hey, man, like I'm a big fan. Like, can you sign my DVD? Yeah. And um, I actually have it right here. He, uh, he signed it. Hell in front of it. Put it put it in front of your face though. Like this. There you go. Dom was the man. Nice. Uh, yeah. And then um on the back he wrote like a nice note. It says to Dominic, don't do as I do, your buddy Ryan Dunn. Oh yeah. man. That's a nice that's note. awesome. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, from what like it's I remember like so first off, Jackass and Viva La Bam, the number one shows in the world right like when they were hot they were (laughs) massive right massive massive shows right so this guy was like uber uber known right worldwide you know like he was i mean he was known for like what putting a car in his ass and and doing crazy things dude that was the best that was the best when he felt like the game i I passed out at a frat party (laughs) did you guys ever see the um the CKY videos. I remember seeing that before Jackass on VHS yeah. oh and it God. like blowing my mind. I was like, what? This is awesome. Yeah. Remember Skeletor versus in those? Beast Man? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Skeletor versus Beast Man. What's that? It was like, I think, I, it, I don't think it was CKY, but it was like Brandon DiCamello. He wrote like a song about like uh, Skeletor and Beast Man. And then you just see like Bam just like playing on the keyboard, just like swooping his hair like this and shit. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, dude. It's it's some weird ass video, yeah. and um, yeah, I think he Brandon D. Camello, yeah, he was there at one occasion too, at one point. But like, yeah. I literally saw him for like a second, and then he just left. So like, I couldn't yeah. really talk to him. Yeah, those guys. I mean, dude, that like they lived fucking, they lived pretty hard. You know what I mean? Like they had to be partying like crazy and stuff. You know, like you saw the stuff they were doing. Also, like. I don't know. Like, I guess they were all friends and, you know, I like my friends, but if they, if my friends did that shit that they were doing to each other, we would not be fucking friends anymore. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I don't care how much money, but well, they were... I think they like did it under the thing. Like, yeah, we're going to make a lot of money. You know, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to take our, our lumps. Oh, they took yeah. some fucking lumps, but they did some fun shit too. Right. Like, so one thing that they did and we actually ended up, like emulating them was they did a scavenger hunt right in uh in i guess well i guess he lived in like brandywine or westchester like that area right 
and they did a scavenger hunt and i remember seeing that like because you know this show was on mtv like like just all the time you know like viva la bam and jackass it's all they played you know and it was all over mtv all the time these guys were the biggest stars their movies were number one in the world when they were you know number one box office hits so they did a scavenger hunt and i remember we did you know after seeing that i we did a scavenger hunt at my mom's house and that's when i you know stole an air conditioner out of a window <laughs> <laughs> stories available now on all podcast platforms and youtube at working perspectives podcast i think i told it in the burn podcast episode but either way so let's keep it moving so you work there you meet ryan dunn he signs your jackass to dvd thanks for showing that and then after that you leave there right and this is you're in like high school like junior senior year kind of thing right yeah and, senior year and then you leave there and you become a busboy at a restaurant in paoli is that right yeah so what did you think how did you like it? i'll tell you this i was a busboy and a dishwasher and all these things Right. I especially at a young age, I was a big fan of like cash at the end of the night. I hated having like like a paycheck job. You know what I mean? Like because it's like it takes forever to get your money and then you got to put it in a bank. And it's like it sucks. Like I wanted the cash then and now I wanted to go buy shit, you know, but you couldn't do that with the paycheck job. So what did you think? How did you like busting tables and working in a restaurant? And, you know, at a young age, there's some pretty, pretty wild characters you meet in the restaurant. Oh, place. yeah, absolutely. So, like, this place wasn't really, like, the craziest place ever. It was just, like, you know, like a normal chill area where, like, a couple friends, your family would hang out and stuff. And um, so around the time, it was actually during my senior year, and it was every Friday and Saturday. So okay. my weekend's gone. Yeah. Which kind of, I mean, like, it sucked because, like, all my friends, like, they would be like, dude, you missed this cool thing. Or yeah. we were hanging out with this one girl, stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, like, with everybody there, like, with all, like, the, like, I like the people that worked there. Um, they were all nice to me. And then, like, the, like, the money, too. That was great. And, like, especially during the winter. During yeah. the winter, I made more summer. I made enough to buy myself a pack of smokes. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the food amazing like yeah. and whenever it was like 9 30 i'm like hey man wings 10 o'clock get my money get my wings and golden nice dude nice so you had your whole setup there that's pretty sweet and then how'd you i mean like as far as like the work though itself you didn't mind it you know like it's pretty people don't know like that I haven't worked in restaurants but it's a tough job you know what i mean yeah. it's a very physically demanding job you're on your feet all the time you have to put on a face that you fucking hate because you hate like people, you know, and it's it just it does. It can sour you to a lot of things. But how did you feel? How did you like it? So it was definitely quite an adjustment to handle because like it was one of those places where like I first ever experienced like a rush mm, and it was yeah. always in between like seven to eight thirty. Yeah. And like with the moment I clean a table. I just put the like I already have the rag and my boss is like, yeah, these people, they're sitting down here now. Yeah. So like it was a whole lot of like hustling and bustling and doing the same thing. Mm. However, like after a while, like once I kind of got the hang of it, like I started like realizing like, um, you know, I can work in a fast paced environment and multitask, you know, lift solved. all these plates yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And um yeah overall like i really didn't mind it once i got the hang of it no yeah you know, it's funny is you talked about earlier like kind of like 
the office lifestyle and how like you have to be a certain way. There's always someone that wants, and there's that in, in like corporate uh, restaurants and stuff too, where you have like a manager or uh, another waiter or waitress or whatever, cook, whatever that just kind of is like a needler and and looking to always get someone in trouble. What's funny is when you go to like a, uh, a mom and pop place or like maybe a corner, like, you know, I work at a corner bar in Philadelphia that kind of gets thrown out the window right away. So one of the best things about that, and maybe one of the worst things is that you can uh, basically tell someone to go F themselves without having any like real repercussions. Like you have to do it in the right way. Like yeah. it has to be justified, Yeah. but it's like, you know, I don't have to worry about getting a letter from corporate because these people were at a table complaining about some bogus thing to try to get a free meal or whatever. Yeah. yeah. When, when you, when you spot it, you're like, all right, get out. Yeah. 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 You don't have to, you have to take the horse shit and you can tell the people to shove off. I agree. Also too, in the, like, if you work in an office, there'll be people that are mad with you or have an issue with you and they'll tell everyone else, but you, right. If you work in a restaurant and you have an issue with someone, you need to hash it out right away because you have to work together. It's very much like you need to rely on those people and it's a teamwork thing, you know? And like, dude, you're right about the rush, Tom. If so, I've seen some people just crumble under the rush, you know? And And it is called being in the weeds. Yep. (laughs) Being weeded. I've seen people crumble and it is, you know, it does, it is baptism under fire for some people, but some people they just can't handle it, man. They just can't handle it. And it, it is what it is, you know. Sometimes and then dude, sometimes there's no handling it. It's just can try to ride that way. See what you can do, baby. <laughs> you it's can only do yeah, so I mean, much. Yeah. Like for me, I was very like patient with like a whole bunch of stuff like that because like me, I'm a very big hyperactive person as is. And yeah. there's times where I'm like, you know, someone's gonna tell me to shut the fuck up eventually. So like when at the time, <laughs> like when someone told me to shut the fuck up, I was like, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. And by 9 30, they're gonna go up to me and they're gonna go, Good job, sweetie. Here's 10 bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, hyperactive in the restaurant biz, that's a plus for sure. Did you get tipped out by the waitresses and the waiters? Sometimes I would even get tipped out by like customers. Oh, nice. Okay. Because but like, like so- at this place, like it's a small place. So like, at, like you see a lot of regular faces that come in weekly and they ask how you're doing. They ask how school's doing like, oh, do you have a car yet or whatever? And like, they want to hear about you because like, yeah. you know, you're young. What brings you there? And like people would just be like, here don't tell your boss here's and they just put like a 50 right in my pants pocket and i'm like i ain't saying Hell shit yeah. Whoa, yeah. the milf's <laughs> going after uh the dominant oh, yeah exactly but, uh, <laughs> so what did you, like when i was bussing we had like certain waitresses that were notorious they had to tip us out they would like notoriously like Cheap. oh i forgot to get you last week yeah, oh, you yeah. Know, or whatever and yeah. they would like or you always knew it was like three bucks coming from yeah. oh i had a really bad night you know and it's like we were swamped there's no way you had a bad night you just don't want to give me the five bucks you know yeah. whatever yep. it was yeah did you have that or yeah but like yeah like i kind of just shook it off like i was like you know what janice I mean, that's not her name. Um, That's not her name. But I was just what is her um, name? What is her full name? (laughs) What's her address? That information is highly classified. But uh, so, like, um, at most, they were. I was like, you know what? You have a family. I don't care. Like, it's all good. Like, the only, honestly, the only thing I really cared about at the time was I had enough money for like a pack of smokes and I got my free shift meal and I just wanted to hang out with my friends afterwards. I was like, 
the paycheck's going to be wander- wonders, and I'm still swimming in graduation money. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hell yeah. Plus, yeah. you know, usually servers, bartenders, whatever, they're usually more generous than a normal person. So yeah. it always makes itself up in the end. But I just, it always yeah. was funny, those couple that you're like, here we go again. All right. Yeah, sometime what was really funny was, is um, like the bartender really loved my work. And he was just like, yeah, I'm going to have you work at the bar. Like he didn't even talk to the hostess. He even talked to the boss. He was just yeah. like, fuck it. You're coming over here. Yep. I'm going to show you how to clean these, uh, these glasses. And then yeah. he would tell me, he goes, here's my bucket of money that I made. You stick your hand in there and you pick how much money you like. You pick a single bill, a one, a five, a 10 or a 20. You pick whatever you want. And then I picked out like two fives and he was just like, no, I'm going to turn that into a 20. Here you go. And like there would just be this like thing where he was just like, yeah, keep coming over here. And I'm being told, don't come over here. And it's like, but there's money, but there's a job. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> yeah. No, the bartender had it, right? He needed your help and he'd pay for it. Dude, I was saying, yeah, the bartender, that's a boss-ass move. That's what you got to do, for sure. I was the little guy. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, dude. sounds cool guy. Sounds like a cool guy. You always got to tip big on the busters and, and the food runners and those guys. Like, you always have to tip big. I was big on, yeah, you always go high on those guys. I'll tell you this. My mom was one of those that would go low. I was a busser at this place called Casa de Michi, and my mom was a waitress there, and she was notorious for being cheap. She was, what? Like, she was like, how about this? I won't tip you out, but how about I'll get you shirts. I'll get you shirts dry clean for you, huh? Hey, you want that? I was like, no, my fucking shirts. Give me the goddamn. I thought, she was gonna, I thought you were gonna say shit like, "Oh, she she tipped them in Reese cups." No, no. This is what this is what happens. All right, Matt had multiple fines and shit that he had to pay for, so he would work. And my mom said, "Oh yeah, by the way, those six hundred dollar fines that I paid for you here's here's the te- here's ten dollars towards what you owe me is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and the shirt she was getting dry cleaned were for court. <laughs> it happened oh my god sometimes no uh maybe it wasn't always that way she was also cheap don't get it oh uh, yeah you're like cheap ass mom <laughs> to keep me out of jail and shit yeah so uh yeah freaking jerk Classic. so making her sound cheap that's great so either way let's keep it moving uh so after you left the restaurant llama you went to PetSmart, is that right? Yup. All right. How did you like it there? Sounds great. Yeah, sounds like you're really thrilled about it. <sighs> well, how can I put this in the nicest way? It doesn't Wasn't have to greatest. be the nicest way. Well, <laughs> it, it, it sucked. It's it, it sucked a lot. I think out of like, like it was just one of those places where it's just like, uh, so I was a cashier and I would just, bend over backwards for people yeah. and some days it's recognized but a lot of times it was kind of just you know like whenever i asked for backup i just heard like some people within the company kind of argued like i don't want to back dom up right now i don't want to do that mm. and you know there's like this whole big ass line going i'm trying to get everyone you know taken care of all checked out and everything so there was a whole lot of just unfairness that have revolved around that place. And then a lot of it too, like I would even help people on my breaks Uh, and um, like I would go out for a smoke and, um, 
and then come back and I see like the person covering me, they're backed up. So what I did was I just with my hood, I like with my hoodie on, turn yeah. on my light and I'm like, hey, I have five minutes left, but I'm still going to help you out yeah. and, you know, get everything taken care of. The most I ask for that person who covered for me, let me go to the bathroom before they go ahead and do their thing. And yeah. one day it was taken as me taking too long of a break. And um, they were like, yeah, you that's that counts as your lunch. Your lunch break is actually going to be your 15. And at that point on, I was like, I've been doing this for years, helping you guys out. And I quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shove it. Right. Yeah, that's that sucks. You do see that in like office life and other places where people like the people that work the hardest can be taken advantage of. And it does suck. You know, Did, what uh... you say, Justin. Did you quit at the aisle or did you quit like at the end of your shift? So actually I had a, so I had a job lined up for me before I quit actually. Like I put, uh, like I had that and I put in my two weeks and um, they get, they actually gave me shit when I came in, they were like, Oh, you're like one minute late or like, uh, here's your register. (laughs) By the way, you're late. And I'm like, here's my two weeks. Have a good day. (laughs) And um and then on that last day was when all that shit happened. And so on my last day, I was just I was like, um, oh, I'm going to, um, you know, swipe my card because apparently I took a lunch and I'm, I'm going to rely on the manager to swipe me back in while I take my 15. So what I did was like they were like, all right, see you in your 15. So what I did was I fucking like got my hoodie and walked out and they were just like, oh, you leaving? And I'm like, bye. And uh-huh. just. And they were like, all right, see you on your 15. And I just never came back. Never came back. I was uh, never came back. I worked at Giant and uh, I, I was leaving anyway. I was going to put in my two weeks. This lady at the, the customer is driving me nuts. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done. And she's like, excuse me. I turned the light off. She's like, what do you mean you're done? But I was like, I don't work anymore. And I, I took my shirt off. I walked <laughs> over. I punched out. He's like, where are you going? I was like, home. And he's like, who did you tell? What do you mean you quit? And I was like, I'm telling you now that I don't work. <laughs> and I just handed it to him. And the lady's still standing at the counter, like trying to pay. And I was like, bye. Like waved to her and just walked right out. Oh, it felt so good. Oh, it has. That was really funny. So looking back and thinking about how I quit also made me think about how my first day at PetSmart went, yeah. which was really funny. So I was still working at uh, the restaurant and in between that time, there was a little accident I had when hanging out with my friends. Basically, uh, my finger got slammed. My middle finger got slammed into a door and I had to get stitches. Okay. So for two weeks, I had to be like this. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm working at PetSmart and I had to like keep this finger up because of like, you know, letting it heal and everything. So like as I'm going into PetSmart, like I'm at the register, I'm going up to all these people being like, hi. How are you? <laughs> I can assist you this and that. And this guy was just like, yeah, can you tell me where like the cat, the cat food is? And like, they have this like big giant, like circle that says like cat or dog or fish, like whatever aisle. And I go, yeah, it's over in that big thing that says cat. <laughs> <laughs> so just thinking of like how I first started and left just in between, like, I was like, they were just like, all right, here's this piece of shit degenerate coming in. And then in between <laughs> bent over backwards, last day oh there's the guy who flipped everybody off on the first day he's there flipping us off yeah (laughs) you walked in flipping people off and you walked out flipping them off good for you yeah now wait one question 
Is it Pet Smart or is it Pet Smart? Which I can't one even is tell it? you how many fucking times I've heard that at the register. What is it? I, dude, I, I think I think it's Pet Smart or like, pet wait, smart. Pet Smart. Pet, pet smart. smart. So is it the, a Mart for pets or is yep. it a pet? That's a smart, really smart pet or like you're petting smartly. um i'm gonna i'm gonna say pet smart pet so which one was that again (laughs) i think it's the the pets are smart ah Uh, pets are smart and pet smart smart. you know you know i'm a dog lover i'm a cat lover so you know i think they're pretty pretty damn smart yeah yeah which one's smarter I'm not getting into that. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want you to either. I don't want you guys losing either cat viewers or dog viewers. <laughs> we lost all our Paul viewers a couple weeks ago. Justin. <clears throat> yep. Fuck you, Paul. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. And Josh. Fuck you, Josh. What's wrong with Josh? Every Josh I know. I'm like 50, 50 on Josh's. <laughs> really? <laughs> Even Josh. From... I don't want a Josh listening <laughs> to this show. Are not you one jo- Josh. Are you joshing me? I'm not joshing you. Ugh, I would never josh anyone. What about Josh from the Eagles, Josh? Johnny's Josh son, Josh? His name's Josh? Johnny's <laughs> son? Yeah. He's the only Josh I liked ever. Joshua. But his name, Josh, like... It went with his last name, Josh Stat. So it was like, it was more of an extension of a name, just Stat. <laughs> it's like PetSmart. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So, okay. So we just lost our Paul demographic again and our Josh demographics in jeopardy. Yeah, Josh. So, either way, let's keep it moving. So you left the PetSmart and you mm. went to another place, another uh, pet shop. Is that right? Yes. That was uh, Conquer Pet Food and Supplies. I um, I was offered a shift manager p- or a key holder position. Ooh, fancy, Ooh. fancy. Yeah, hey, now. holds the key. He who holds the day. Are you, key. are you Gozer? Are you the key master? Dude, I wish I was. I wish I was the key master. <laughs> yeah. Was there? Was that? Nope. That's the page there master. Is the, right? There is no Dana. Only Zool. Ooh. Love it. Nice. Sorry. No, it's all right. You can quote Gus Ghostbusters all you want. I don't care. Um, okay, so let's keep it going. So you're working at this place, uh, the pet, the, the other pet shop, kind of the same deal uh, or a little more responsibility. How did it go? A little bit more chill, actually. So it was like a little, little bit more of like a chill area. Like it was like pets, like a family owned business. Like they had like um, 23, 20 some stores um within like the pennsylvania delaware area and i think one in jersey um but yeah like they were super nice uh the was the business wasn't as big as PetSmart, like but the people there were really nice um that like the people that worked there were really nice the customers that came in were really nice also uh i got to uh use an inventory gun put in like a bunch of like um put in a bunch of orders and then check them in and then load them up in the dock. And then at the end of the night, do some paperwork and uh, felt like the a boss. inventory gun. That's like the, the scanner clicker thing. Yep. We're like, um, before you can put it on the shelf, you just scan it in there. 
And then um, once it's scanned, it's like, all right, cool. It's for sale now. Pretty good. Pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty cool thing. And, How was your um, aim with it? Was it like duck hunt? Like, oh, dude, I actually, I actually did try and like um, see how far I could go with it. Like, it, I got like a, like, um, like a toy, and I just like put it like, like against the wall, and I was just like, all right, let's see how far we can actually go with this thing. Oh, how far did you get? <laughs> how far does it work? Let's see. I think about. Just cut that part out where he goes. I think about you know this and just that. <laughs> just but I think about no context, this. no context at all. <laughs> so for those uh listening, not able to view, what would you say, Lamb? Like a foot? Yeah. All right. Wow. I'd say Good for you. I'd say a little under a foot. A little under. All right. <laughs> Maybe like put that one in inches. too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Nine> inches. yeah. <laughs> And would you keep wow. it in would you keep it in your pocket or did it bang <laughs> against your knee or what? Yeah. How do you walk around with that thing? Yeah. What do you say the circumference of it was? Yeah. Like bigger than it my head like... or what's the well, thickness like? How many hands could long. you get around it? It's definitely this long, about like this thick. All right. <laughs> oh, all right. And um, I would yeah. not recommend spinning it around like you're a city slicker <laughs> because uh, you will drop it and your boss will look at you and say, do you want to oh. know how much that is? And your response would be more than my life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Everyone knows that that thing costs you. I mean, every man knows that is his yeah. life. You hold your yeah, life in your hands with that thing, huh? you know? So nice. Okay. <laughs> So let's keep it moving then. So you left that the second pet shop and then you went from there to this place. Uh, we'll say the name. Well, I guess we can say the name. It was uh, it's an, it was an office job where they would store data and like shred paper and things like that. Um, so how did you like this place? I guess. Well, it's been over seven years since you worked there, right? It's been. It's been. Yeah, about it's been over like four years since I worked there. Oh, uh, uh, we can still say it. it's called Iron Mountain. Right. I, I was going to guess that. Yeah. Yeah. You were. So, oh, you know, know a little something, something about Iron Mountain there, Jay? You know, Iron, Iron Mountain Day. So Iron Mountain Day at my office was one of the best. I could disappear for like two hours because like there was bins all over the place. They had to be locked up. The Iron Mountain guy would come pick up. They look like the BFI bins, you know, with the wheels. Yeah. Yeah. They keep it locked. They would come pick them all up and then I, uh, you know, sign off on them and they would take them somewhere else to go shred them. But like, I would make it sound like it took me all day when it was like a 20 minute process. Yeah. But you, so those bins would then get taken to you and then you would be in charge of shredding them and stuff. Yeah. Well, how, so, what, what was your role in on the mountain of iron? Old iron mountain. Me? You oh, was like the was... iron throne before the iron throne. There was yeah. the iron mountain. Yeah, you're hanging out there with uh, Gandalf and uh, Gimli <laughs> and uh, Son of Gloin. Yeah, you're hanging out on <laughs> Iron Fucking Mountain. All right, in Iron Mountain. <laughs> uh, so I was actually an account closure. I was the guy you wanted to talk to when you wanted absolutely nothing to do with us. Love it. When you're like, hey, oh, we're done with these dwarfs. Really? Get us Is out that of a here. terrible job or a great job? Because usually I'd imagine um, people were annoyed and they were leaving or they were like, I'm fucking done with this. How many steps does it take to be done with Iron Mountain? Because they might I mean, be frustrated by the time they get to you. Yeah. And they're really pissed because like, hey, we want to start at Steel Mountain next week. So you better hurry to fuck up. All right. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then Copper Hill is fucking banging on that door too. So fucking don't even, you know. So you're so all right. So people will be like, they'd be like, hey, we're done with Iron Mountain, right? You got to cut the cord. What do we do? Yep. Right. So pretty much what I did was um I verified. So like for account closures, like you had some that did for the like shredding accounts or like the records accounts. Mine was part of the the uh, the data management, which was like tapes, hard drives, flash drives, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so what we did was like you would verify how much of the contain like you would give back like all their stuff and then they would have them in like their own containers. And then you would also determine, okay, how many invoices do they have left? Or sometimes you would say, oh, they have all their inventory. Well, we need our containers back. So it was either give them back their stuff or we get our containers back. And when they owed money in open invoices, we would tell them to pay them. And they're still getting billed every month. So I'm getting bitched at for that. And then I'm getting bitched at because, um, you know, they haven't gotten their stuff back. Like, or the fact that they just got another invoice when they're trying to close and, you know, they're trying to justify, hey, I told you I want to close my account. And I'm like, yeah, well, I need you to provide me with this information. And if you don't and you tell me to fuck off, you're going to keep getting billed. I'm mm. just doing my job. Yeah. So a lot of it turned into me getting yelled at because people would escalate it to like, the like you know, there would Supervisor. be Karen's. Yeah. And um, all these Karens would, you know, yeah. ask for the manager and um, uh, then we would give them what they want. Yeah. And after that, um, you know, the accounts closed and we would tell them that they owe money and in invoices, but we want to tell them the accounts closed because if they go, oh, the accounts closed, fuck you. I'm not paying. Yeah. So it you would you would end up being a collection agent and as well an account closure still getting paid the same. And it was basically just always giving in. There's no reasoning. And whenever like you got it, like basically like there was no recognition, period. And meanwhile, they're telling you to pull 800 new things a day. Yeah. And but however, I'm grateful for the experience because a lot of the stuff that I learned in between, like being able to like move around like multitask through like different applications and then as well to like learn a couple commands on the computer and also to like through email and stuff like that. Yeah. I was able to bring all of that to my current job. Yeah. So in a way, like I'm kind of grateful for the experience to where, you know, I went somewhere where someone treated me like shit to, all works recognized. Yeah, no, it's uh, you're you're right. Where it was a good learning experience of like you got into the office life, you kind of navigated the office field, you got some computer experience. Which, dude, I'll tell you, that is some vital stuff. Like, you know, if and I came from like a bartending serving like background, and when you get into an office field, like there is some shit you gotta know, like working in Excel sheet and Outlook, and like you know navigating like different like things you would have like for data storage and stuff like that like all these different systems you have to learn and you know like how to save files to your computer or in a shared mailbox or whatever you know what i mean like it's just a bunch of different things that you have to learn that are like office tech that are kind of used in all offices 
But if you don't work in an office, you just you're just not used to using them. So and they come in handy. Right. Like it is good stuff to know because it's tech stuff that it's like universal tech stuff. But I mean, it, it would have to seem from what it sounds like that you were dealing with just a shit sandwich every day at this place. Is that what's going down? <laughs> Dude, all the time. And then yeah. there was one day where like if you really wanted to catch up on and shit and um, you would go into the office on a Saturday and I was like, yo, I'm going to go in for like three hours and I'm going to watch like FX on my phone like the whole time while I'm working. Yeah. And you're not contacting people. You're kind of just like organizing your emails and, and shit. Yeah. And yeah. I remember like hanging out like three hours later. It's like, or like seven hours later, and it's like seven at night. And I'm just drinking a beer and I'm like, fuck, tomorrow's Sunday. I got to go back to work. And I was like, dude, I'm never going in on a Saturday uh, ever fucking again. Uh, like, I'd rather get the whiplash Monday through fucking Friday. Yeah. And yeah, it was just like total shit show. But like the first person that I met uh, who trained me, like, who trained me, like, he was really cool um he was from um yeah he, he grew up in the same area that i did at the time like he was like yeah i grew up in malvern as a kid too mm -hmm. we're malvernites now and uh he would always quote malvern. wayne's world and shit and i was like that's <laughs> nice. the only joy of freedom like only joy that i had throughout the day and i remember like they would always like keep tabs on me and I was like behind my like my boss was right behind me and she was yelling at me for like changing music on my phone. Yeah. And um, I was like, all right, whatever. It's bad time you caught me. And then this was funny. A year before I left, Pokemon Go came out. Oh, baby. So <laughs> our area, like like the smoking lounge. It was a, uh, it was a hot, it was a poke. <laughs> <stuff. So, laughs> once I realized it. So like every single morning I would get so fucking stoked and, um, I would just like walk my dude up there, spin the thing around. And I was just like, all right, cool. I got my pokeballs, my, or like my potions, whatever time to go to work and get it in two hours. And like, there was this huge ass email saying like, no phones, yada, yada, yada xyz and then i'm walking around and i'm talking with this one girl like hey like about this one account and um i see she has on her phone pokemon go out in the fucking open just like every five minutes spinning at that pokey stop just refilling her bag and i was just like and i got bitched at for playing pokemon she didn't yeah. get bitched at yeah and i was just like you know what it usually happens when it's a chick you know in the office Sometimes they get, they get, you know, cause it's like guys usually don't care enough to complain, but well, they didn't suspect her. Yeah, dude. I'll tell you this one time I went to a Starbucks, me and my wife were living in like North Wales. Right. And we were living in this apartment and she wanted coffee. So I was like, all right, I'll run out and get you coffee. So I go to the Starbucks. Right. And dude, the inside of the Starbucks was freaking mobbed. Like, at jam packed, like I was like, could barely get in to like get to the line. And I'm like, you know, like just trying to fit in, get to the line. And but there was no line at the cash register, right? It was everything was filled around it. And I was just could walk around the cash register. I was like, what is going on? Is this like a thing? And the girl behind the counter is like, no, this is a hot spot for Pokemon Go. And I was like, oh, wow, that must be good for business. She's like, no, no one orders anything. They just come and get their Pokemon and leave. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, can I get two cappuccinos? See you later, lady. But, yeah, no, that was, dude, 
Yeah. You know what I would have probably tried to do eventually if I was doing like collections at Iron? I probably would have tried to do like some sort of like a, a mobster mentality. You know what I mean? Like they would have said, listen, lady, I don't give a fuck. All right. I'm going to send someone to your f- I know where you fucking live. I'm sending Joey Knuckles over there and he's going to break your fucking legs unless yeah. you pay me. All right. You think I'm fucking around? This is Iron fucking Mountain. Yeah, you'd be like, look, you know how we were supposed to de- we're supposed to destroy all that sensitive data. We did, we kept it, and now we got it. So I unless know you everything. want this data sent out, you better pay Benny the Hammer. All right, you Benny know, the Hammer. CEO show is- that embarrassing snapshot of you at the Christmas party. My, we are my, not recording this conversation right now. I just turned off the recording, you little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> the CEO is the Iron Sheik, and he will not be pleased to hear that you're not paying. Yeah, he'll come to your house. Iron. He'll put you in a camel clutch. We don't destroy any of the files. We don't destroy any of them. We got them all. I got all your fucking files. I got all your fucking addresses. I'm coming. I'm going to take your whole fucking family out if you don't pay me. And if you don't pay me in three easy payments of thirty nine ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so iron mountain let's keep it going so iron mountain you kind of finish up there right and then after you're done at iron mountain right you kind of started studying to be an insurance agent and then kind of in the middle of studying you realize like hey that's not for me i'm not going to be an yep. insurance agent i don't want to get into this game right so you studied it. You said, eh, not, not doing it. Then you're unemployed for a couple months. Then you got a job as a UPS driver helper. Is that right? Yeah. So like once I realized it, um, this was a sad thing I did too. Like I, I called my job and I, and I asked for my old job back and they were like, yeah, yeah we at the pet at, shop at Iron Mountain. Oh, okay. I called them after like a week and I was just like, yeah, can I have my job back? And they were just like, uh, yeah, so no offense, but we want somebody within the company and has experience. And I'm like, I just fucking left, but cool. Fine. (laughs) So at that point on for like two months, it was literally me charging my phone in my car while I was making dinner and then biking to like the library to print out resumes or whatever. Went through like a bunch of job interviews and I was like, all right, this is shit. Like everything that I was getting offered was the same exact thing. Like, oh, we want you sitting at a desk typing stuff out. We want you to go ahead and do like one of these places. And, you know, at that point on, like I realized the importance of having a job. And, you know, if I had, you know, if I did better, like I would have definitely strategized, like taking the time, like on my free time to like look for a job while having one anyway um and then my yeah, dad I ended up just my dad used to it. say he he would say this about women he would say never quit your job until you have another one lined up he would tell me that he's like when you start dating it's like a job all right you never quit your job until you have another one lined up all right so you never stop dating a girl until you got another girl lined up you know or two so i took that advice and now i'm married so look at me so nice. So you kind of so you're were you living on your own at this time, Lama? Um, I was living with one of my friends. Okay. So but you weren't living at your parents. So you're no. so you like you're struggling to make rent and like you're just kind of trying to do everything to get a job. It's not the easiest thing in the world. You're getting kind of all the same shit offers that you're getting. You wanted something new, something better, something different. 
But then you kind of got you were, you lucked out. I guess it was a holiday job at UPS or how did it go? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And yeah, you were exactly right. Like um, and the one thing I was grateful for was like I did have like a ton of money. Like I had a nest like saved oh, nice. up. I told I was like I have nice. four months. I like I had enough until like the lease was out, which was awesome. Nice. Dude that's, um, dude, that's so yeah. Clutch. I was I was like very very anal with all my spending at that time. Smart. And um, that's what so, you gotta do, dude. I don't know how yeah, much got time. Off. How much money, Justin? Did you blow like in your twenties of like on shoes or nights out or partying <laughs> or like paycheck to paycheck all oh, through my twenties? Oh, same, dude. I was living night to night, man. I'm like going into the bar. I was like, dude, I need a three hundred dollar night, or rent's gonna be late, motherfucker. You know what I mean, <laughs> like, dude. And like, you're going in and like you're partying and doing all this stuff. But dude, I'll tell you, that's one thing. I think that's the number one thing, probably, that would keep people at a job that they don't like doing is the fear of being broke. You know, yeah. like, oh, that yeah, that's why most be, people, yeah, has to be number one, right? So, I mean. But that sucks. So it's like, because then it keeps people in like a job. Like one of the things me and Justin have found out doing the show is that the people that are the happiest and like, you know, kind of mentally healthy are people that are doing like a job that they like to do and they like going to work. They don't get the Sunday scaries and things like that. But you are handcuffed when it comes to like a job, right? Like I've yeah. had plenty of shit fucking jobs, Justin. You've had plenty of shit, Lama, you too. Where it's like, like we don't, like we don't have the luxury of not being able to work. Like you have to work, you know. So it just sucks that, like, you know, you were kind of in that situation. They kind of screwed you. They didn't value you, right? You're just another cog in the wheel to them. And then, you know, you had to go through, dude. I remember, right? I had gotten fired from this one bar. I was making great money, right? And I got and I left there. I would eventually go back and and work there for like, you know, like six years. But when I had gotten fired, I'd went and I worked at Applebee's for a while. So I went from making great money to no fucking money. None. Right. <laughs> like Applebee's is the worst place to work. I hated it. I hated every second of it. Worst job I ever had. Worst place I ever worked. It was fucking terrible. Right. So I went from making good money to making no money, bro. And I'm like, dude, like they like the one, the corner store. I'm living in Markle Street at the time, J-Dub. So like, yeah. like when it was coming like rent week, right? Like, you know, like a week and a half before that, I'm living off of Fedra pretzels and gummy bears, right? Because they used to sell stackers down at the drugstore at the corner <laughs> of my street, right? And they were like the old ones that still had the juice. So like I'm buying those things. I'm whacking down two of them because I knew I wasn't going to eat for like a day or two. Bro, I was like, I was like, dude, it was, I was so weak right? Like I had like no muscle. Like I hadn't eaten like a protein in months. Like anytime I ate a carb, I would get like a headache, bro. Like you just, it was so bad, but cause I was no money, you know, like, and I was working oh, yeah. a job, like I was working 40, 50 hours a week, but still like you would like, it's just such a bad place to work, you know? So then eventually, right. You know, I'd get out of there and go to a place where I actually made some money, but still, man, it fucking like, dude, that shit, when you're living tight, like my wife will complain now sometimes i'm like you have no fucking idea how good we have it we have hot water we have internet we have fucking cable we have subscriptions to all the streaming right we have like we can get new clothes and food all the time like we're fucking living in the lap of luxury here in a row home in northeast philadelphia you have no fucking clue you know so but yeah dude so you're 
So you were kind of eating a shit sandwich and you get the holiday deal at UPS. So what was that like, Lama? That was actually, it was actually not bad. Yeah. It was a whole lot of uh, pretty much just like you're moving around and yeah, it's dude, it's literally like you would think like, oh, you stop at a couple of houses and then like you walk around and do stuff. Most yeah. of it's like you're literally driving like here, drop off a package, stop, drop off a package and so on and so forth. So like it was a lot of moving around and they paid well, they paid handsomely. Don't, like don't, I don't made too. Don't if you work part time, you can still get full time Bennies too. Don't they do that? I knew that if you did the graveyard shift there, at least I when I was unemployed, I had went there. And they had a graveyard shift that was open loading trucks. And the big appeal they had is you work part-time and get full-time benefits. So, sorry, go ahead, Lama. You're saying they paid well, they took care of it. Go ahead. Yeah, so, like, um, yeah, like, the driver helpers, like, they would even buy you lunch. Or, I'm sorry, the drivers, they would buy you lunch just because, like, you're being a good sport and helping out. And the closer to Christmas as they come, the, the trucks got more filled or sometimes, yeah, like, yeah. you would meet up. Uh, like with another driver and get more shit filled up and then oh, you're wow. working like you but you think you like it started off working from like five hours to like nine hours or 12 hours oh and wow within between like i wouldn't even have the same driver like i would have a different driver every now and then and like there was one driver who fucking gave me 20 bucks like every single time and i'll and on, on top of that lunch too and i was like this is fucking sick nice. and um and dude the closer we got to christmas the busier it got yeah i but like i remember like the first time we were busy holy shit dude i was so tired oh. because like that's a yeah, physical like job because it's a physical i didn't job. move that much since being a bus boy yeah. And just after dealing with that, like I passed out instantly. Um, but overall, like, yeah, like they paid handsomely, like they paid for. Yeah, I was doing that full time as as much as I possibly could, because like I never knew like I was going to get like another job like I you don't know. Yeah. So I made just as much or even more at UPS doing that than Iron Mountain. But the one yeah. thing I did here if you worked at UP, so like through UPS, they want someone as they want someone with experience mm -hmm. when like, if you're normally just going to apply for just for shits and giggles. Yeah. But yeah. for a driver helper, like it was a great opportunity because it was seasonal. But after like, they saw like you, that you used to work there, yeah. that widens up your chances of actually getting like a full-time job because you're oh, familiar nice. with like yeah. the workflows of yeah. like how the drivers work, how everything works and all that good stuff. And yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. And actually within like the first week of working there, I got a call from this, uh, this temp agency that directed me to the company that I'm at today. So, Justin, you were going to say something? Go ahead, pal. Uh, no, no. We were talking. Was... We were talking about like, dude. So, UPS is a physical, physical. Oh, that's job. that's yeah. That is what I was going to ask. So, you were you were on the road with him. So, you're sitting in that passenger seat, and mm -hmm. you're just basically running the packages to the door. Basically. Oh, was that you, Lama? Are you like the door dropper, and they're the driver? Is that what you were yep. doing, or were you in the way? Yep. Yeah. Oh, so I, I have a that's question. A actually. Fucking workout. <clears throat> so they used to. Did, they 
do they organize the boxes in that truck or they would just kind of just throw them in there like into the back of the ups truck no they organized it yeah and then like there's some that there's some that they just couldn't even organize and um yeah, yeah but it would most be so of it was like full. always organized. Yeah, the truck would be so full. I'm like, what? How do you know the box you need for the third house down the road isn't under at the bottom? Like, yeah, I would I had see no some. Clue. Yeah, the one warehouse I would work at when they would do some pickups and stuff. The guy's truck, especially around December and stuff, it would be to the brim. And I'd be like, how do you find anything? He's like, dude, sometimes it's right on top, and sometimes it's by the dude, wheel well. Lama, <laughs> did you ever right like? I know this happens, especially with Amazon and with UPS, where like, say if I have two packages coming in one day, right, they'll drop off something to my house, right? And then later on, another package will be dropped off at my house by the same driver. So they like they would go there and come back. Did you ever have that where you're like, you drop something off and you go back and either you're taking it to the same house or you're taking it to like a neighbor that's two houses down? Or did you know like, okay, all these packages here are on this street. So let's do them now. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Like okay. where like, yeah, like you would get them. And then there were days where like, I would go back there to mo- the, the following day. Oh, wow. For more packages. Yeah. yeah. Like they were on point with that. And also too, there is a lot of steaks. There's all like a lot of people order steaks for, for each other. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like they're in like this, like, giant ass styrofoam omaha cooler. yeah yeah, yeah oh, omaha yeah. steaks yeah dude did. like it was like the biggest thing that like people would always get and it was all thankfully it was always towards the end of the night because i was like yeah i'm not sitting in that fucking car if there's going to be like a bunch of steaks then it goes bad oh <laughs> um, shit now they packed it i we they packed the shit out of them inside yeah. that styrofoam is a whole bunch of uh ice Lambert, packs and shit are you a red meat guy um dude i fucking I, dude my wife asked me what i wanted for christmas and i told her i don't want anything i just want you to make me steak and eggs for breakfast i fucking <laughs> love steak i'm a big steak guy dude plus too oh, like dude, steak's fucking when, great when you get like a pump in at the gym or something and you have steak afterwards it's legit like the best thing for you i never si- i'd never had that happen before oh it's the best little side note rocky marciano you know him you love him when he was training, he would eat, he would, so when he was in training, he would chew on the steak, he would suck all the juices out, and then he would spit out the steak when he was in training. Oh, so that he didn't put the weight on, but would get the, the nutrients. It's yeah. a way to torture yourself. <laughs> yep. I mean, hey, suck man. on some steak. He was, uh, he's one <laughs> of the best to ever do it, so. But, what are you yes, do? steak's banging, but yeah, you don't want to be in a UPS truck full of no. rotting steaks. No, God, <laughs> no. Yeah. People are all upset. Oy, oy, oy. That could that could turn ugly real quick. So nice. So like you're saying, you're doing UPS, then you get a call from a temp agency to take you to the company that you're currently at now, right? Yep. So spoiler for everybody out there, and I mentioned this at the top of the show. Me and Lama work for the same company. We're not going to say what it is, um, but it's a major, major global company. Uh, it insured the Olympics. Our company. So you know. Cool. It is what it is. We're ballers. No big deal. Uh, we got 401ks and salaries. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? PTO. Oh, PTO. <laughs> God, is there is there anything better? Is there? I fucking I honestly I, I honestly was you. pumped about like the fact that they like of how much they gave us. 
at yeah. at at uh, my first office job. Yeah, they only gave us whatever days that they do give us. They gave us that in hours. Oh, so bro. yeah, they gave us peanuts. Yeah, for Dude, PTO. I'll tell you this: the team I'm on at my office. We just celebrated someone's 15th year there, and we just celebrated someone's 25th year there. In February, we're celebrating another team member's 25th year. Another person has like 32 years there. Another person is in like their late late teens, like 19 years there, right? Damn. And the reason is, is because our place takes care of their employees, right? Like we get Christmas gifts. We get like when before COVID, they would do big baller, you know, Christmas and summer parties and stuff. And like, they're oh, always God, giving us like those. swag and stuff. And but like one of the big things is that they do and knock on wood. And I hope it doesn't change because there are some places like I know where you have to get a crude PTO, which means like you have to work a certain amount of days. And then, you know, say you work like yeah. six, 60 days in a row, you can get two PTO days or something like that. Right. Which is bullshit. You know, like PTOs are for emergencies. So, but uh, for for ours, we just get loaded. I mean, like knock on wood, we just get, we get some sweet old PTO. Go ahead, Justin. What were you going to say? My, uh, my buddy, my buddy's company, it's a newer company, uh, which I think some companies are now doing They don't have PTO. It's unlimited. You just, if you, if you need to take off, you take off. If it, you know, if you're taking off, you know, 20 out of the 30 days a month, obviously you're going to have an issue, but like he's a higher up, but like still yeah. like that concept of like, if you're sick, take off, you know, you can get, you take a couple vacations a year. Like yeah. you don't abuse it, but like, I don't know if that method works too. Cause I always feel like I never use it. I always waste some at the end of the year. Like there's yeah. just a little bit left on the table. Do you get carryover? Like, we used to, and we now do. we don't. That's what, yeah. Um, real quick a carryover nightmare i used to work for this other company you could um carry as much as you wanted to you know you could stockpile really so this guy could only carry like i think what like eight llama something like that eight weeks or eight days eight days eight days yeah so this company you could stock what the fuck (laughs) well this so this guy had six months saved up and a lot of guys um when you retired from that company they would just buy it out so it would be like an extra bonus when you did retire you know um, he had six months of PTO yeah. saved up. Yeah. He got bought out. And in that meeting, he brought it up like, and they were like, we will not honor any uh, saved PTO. And he was like, he just lost, I mean, he was a higher up. So like, you know, if he made 80,000, he just lost $40,000. And he like stormed out of the, like free. He's uh, like, I have six months saved up. And they were like, uh, yeah, we're sorry. Like, we're not gonna give you six months off. <laughs> wow. Yikes wow that's use your pto yeah yeah hey take a take a vacation day yeah (laughs) nobody go to work tomorrow dude once you get to that level though it's like you can't like there is no pto days sometimes like you like yeah like you have a choice yeah for them it's like tough to get an escape from my experience of talking with them at least like they really have to like get out there and like lose their phones and stuff because that's one thing, you know, like you can get your, some people, I don't have it anymore, but I used to be able to access everything on my phone. And, you know, like you, you know, just like, if you're a higher up and you get everything on your phone, just, you know, you there's no it escape. It never turns off. Oh man. Yep. Lama knows all about that. We're going to get into it. So nope. uh, when you got brought in as a temp, what position were you brought in as? Uh, inspection scheduler. Okay. So the company we work at, so this is how it works, right? When you have a major building, right, 
you get what's called equipment breakdown insurance. And it usually comes as a part of your policy, right? So in major buildings, right? You have like, say it's like, you know, New York City is one of the big ones. There's tons of high rise buildings there. They all have boilers in them and water heaters and things like that. These things are legit like a bomb in this building, right? Like if they don't get monitored and inspected, it can blow out the whole first three floors of a building. And some of these boilers are the size of like a fucking like a 30 by 30 room. You know what I mean? Like they're massive, massive, massive pieces of machinery, right? So that being said, they it's a state regulation, right? Like the state regulates that they have to be inspected. They have to be clean. They have to be taken care of. Right. So that's called equipment breakdown insurance. And that's all covered through your policies. Right. Like if you get, you know, like a like, a, you know, property and liability, it'd be covered through that. So what Dominic was doing is that we have at the company, there's a bunch of guys who will inspect boilers. Right. And they like, you know, they'll go and they'll make sure it has all the state regulations and everything like that. And that you're all qualified and everything. So what Dom was doing is he was scheduling those inspections. Right. And like, there's like millions and millions of boilers that need to be inspected every year. So That's what I was just going to ask is it, it's yearly, just like a, just like your car. Like you got to make sure it's running properly because yeah. you can hurt somebody otherwise. So it is every year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Think exactly. how many buildings there are in New York city. Like that's yeah. New York Dude. city alone. And yeah. like schedules always packed, man. Always. Yeah. It's a, it's a singular boiler for a whole building. You know, yeah. some of those buildings have 75, 80 floors. Like it's, they're going to be huge. <laughs> oh, dude, for sure. Right. Like I actually, well, I, in a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic, I had to go up and do like a trip to New York where I was there for a week. I stayed in Tribeca and we were doing like, we were doing installs of something else, but I was going in all these New York city boiler rooms and bro, like there's some parts of that city that that shit ain't seen the sun in years right like so like these guys are going down in like the depths of the city of like these massive buildings and like dude opening up these huge huge boilers that are some of them are all different and from different years and different makes and models like it's really like as far as an industry goes it's absolutely fascinating just because of like the scope of it and it's one of those things where it's like you know we all have we all have been in buildings that like schools right you know, like and boilers and water heaters and all that stuff. Like we've all, we've all used them. We've all been, you know, surrounded. Like it's something that's been in our lives forever that who maintains it, who monitors it, who's insured, you know? So it's just a thing. And like, they don't even really do like, they have so much that they don't even really do domestic. It's all commercial. Right. Just cause like, you don't really need to inspect your home water heater and stuff, you know, unless you live in like a mansion that is, you know, size of a hotel. <laughs> yeah. But as, yeah. or as often, it's not as dangerous. You don't, I mean, in your house, you have a singular uh, hot water heater and in a sky rise, you have one that is 19 times the size. Oh, it, yeah. if, if not more. Yeah. yeah. Massive. So, so you're scheduling inspections and you're doing all that stuff. And then this is kind of where we met and your life changed forever then I was working on a team. So there, when I was working there, I started in the same position where I was scheduling inspections. And then they had a meeting where they talked about this thing. It was called IOT. It's called Internet of Things, right? Where it's really just, IOT really just encompasses everything, 
right? So it's really like sensor monitoring and, uh, you know, like preventative insurance and stuff like that. And they had talked about it at this meeting as being the next industrial revolution, right? So right away, I was like, sign me the F up right now. So mm-hmm. I got on that team. And then maybe a year or two later, I'm still on this team and Lama shows up and we're looking to expand the team. So I was like, Lama, let's go jump on in. So we got Lama on the team and like took him under my wing and we were able to start getting things going, you know, and now he's been there for a couple of years. Right. And he's been kicking ass and taking names and he's definitely one of the more tenured valued guys on the team. He knows what he's doing. He does a lot of the heavy lifting there. He does a great, great job, but and I'm super proud of him, but let's get into this Lama. So what's like a day in the life of your right now, your current role is an IOT sensor tech. So what's the day in the life like for old Lama? All right. So pretty much depending on uh, throughout the week, uh, we do some, we do some on-call stuff. Uh, so for me, I'm on call like a few days a week to uh, pick up on some alerts that happen to go off for a client company who I'm not going to say. So what is um, like, um, like alerts for what? Um, so how pretty much just for like, um, like low temperature or water detection. So if, you know, water is, if you're showing like, if water ends up like coming into like your boiler room or like a bathroom or I don't know, like under a sink or something like that, or like a kitchen, um, I would have to call like security and say, Hey, just to let you know, like there's water here. I don't know how much, but you might want to go ahead and check it out. Anyway, and, there's a sensor like you and anywhere you put a sensor, you get an alert and then you send out the proper response to the sensor. Yeah. Like it could be water or it could be like the temperature of the boilers not working correctly. Like so you, you can like identify the issue before you even send somebody out, I guess, in a, in a way. So we wouldn't send somebody out like. I would call security and they would, and I would, and I'm, and I'll just tell them like, Hey, this water sensor went off. Uh, you might want to go ahead and check it out. So it's um, like, it's like the- this, Justin. Yeah, no, Tom, you're absolutely right. So it's yeah. like this, imagine this, right? There's a lot of buildings, right. That people aren't there all the time. Right. So say there's like a building that, you know, it's a building that people aren't there all the time. And that say if like uh, they're only there on the weekends, right? So say if like a pipe were to burst on a Tuesday, right? right. Yeah. And no one's there until to... Saturday. The yep. dude, the claim is massive. So insurance companies had called our company saying like we had the biggest payout and claims ever that we've had. It was massive, crazy, right? Like what can we do to to lower the claims that we paid out, right? So what they did is they installed these sensors that will monitor like frozen temperature, you know, help prevent frozen pipes and water leaks or floods or whatever. So what happens is you put them in these locations, right? And they're kind of like they're once they're there, once they detect something, they send it out to two places, right? So say if it's a water sensor, water sensor detects water, it'll send a notification to the contact who is at the like who runs the building, right? Yeah. And then it'll send another notification to our team, right? To Dom's team. And then Dom or one of the other guys on the team will call him and let him know like, hey, you got some water or something. You need to check this out or whatever and let them know. And then they'll go check it out. And 
dude, like the the claims that they've prevented thus far, it's it's unimaginable the amount of money. Oh, that's dude, it's un- it's unbelievable. It's like, unimaginable. Like so much money's been saved since this has happened. Go ahead, Dom. Sorry. I remember you told me like, uh, yeah, like you were on the phone with somebody and they said like it practically saved their life. Like their water heater was about to explode or something. Yeah, I was on the phone with a lady one time where I called her. I was like, hey, you got a water alert in your in your boiler room in your basement. And she was at uh, I'll just say she was at a church. Right. And she was like, really? I was just down there. Nothing's going on. And I was like, well, can you just go look? And she was on the phone with me, walked down there. She's like, oh, my God, all this steam is coming out of the machine here, out of the boiler. And I'm like, turn that off right now. You need to call someone and get out of the building. (laughs) Right. So she turned it off and like she called like the plumber and the fire department or something. They came over and they're like, if you didn't shut that off, that thing was about to burst. You know what I mean? So like this thing, you know, this little little, you know, whatever, like a sensor saved this person's life almost blew like you know almost blew the basement out of this place it was crazy but yeah dude that's just the kind of yeah but like dude and so also it gives insurance companies this it's a put up or shut up right so say this right say you install sensors at this location right and say there's a sensor there and the batteries die right and Dom and his team will call you and say, hey, the batteries are dead. We'll send you out new ones, but they just got to be replaced. You And like you sign the agreement that if the batteries were dead, you would replace them, right? And the person's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Whatever, right? And then say they don't, we've, we warned them. We told them a bunch of times the batteries are dead. They did nothing, right? Then something goes off and they don't get a notification because the sensor that would have yep. informed them the battery's dead right and then they go to to place a claim with the insurance companies the insurance company will say well well no this is on you had you changed the battery like we told you this then we could have prevented this so this you have to pay you know what i mean so it's just another way that the insurance companies can kind of wipe their hands out of a claim you know yeah but dude this stuff and it's already started it's going to be in every home in america it's going to be attached to everything like the, the, the way insurance is going now is that they have these different types of insurance where you're going to get something like home cyber protection, right? Where eventually you're going to have everything in your house is going to be hooked up to your phone, right? It'll be your boilers, your water heaters, your plumbing will go through it, your refrigeration, your air conditioning, you know, like your, your cameras and your doors and all of that. All of that will be hooked up through one network, Right. And to pr- protect that, you'll have to get home cyber protection, which is like an insure, like, you know, like an yeah. antivirus insurance package that you would get. But then you'd also have to get like service line, which would protect anything from like breaking down. So it'd be like equipment breakdown for all your electronics. That's where it's all going, man. Eventually, like, like sensors are going to be on everything and they already started. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially for homeowner insurance, like the oh. insurance company is going to say, like, you know, the water wouldn't have leaked in your house for the three extra days if you had a sensor or we yeah. would have the pipe wouldn't even have burst if you had a sensor. We could have told yeah. you it was frozen for too long. Yeah, long exactly. before. It, and it, it's good for my dad has it at his house for his sub pump. And he has it like the old, you know, uh, a much more crude way now where it's like a he's a camera set up. And then another one of those smart light switches. So he turns on the smart light switch. It turns on the sub pump. But like in the future, you know, you'll just have a sensor that it could just send him a message to its phone. So, oh, your sub pump 
turn it on. Boom. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, dude. And it's, and it's not just for water. Like it's everywhere. Like there's some that are in, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I didn't know this, but wine has to be stored at like an yeah. exact temperature, right? An exact temperature. Degrees. Yeah. Exactly. So imagine if you have like a wine, you know, cooler that has millions of dollars worth of wine in it and it goes up or down like 10 degrees, you're shit shot. Right. So they have sensors for that. They have sensors to put like to monitor like food that's being spoiled and carbon monoxide. And, you know, like this doesn't even get into the really secure, like this is all preventive insurance. It doesn't even get into like the security side of it either yeah. with like motion detection and things like that. It's just, it's forever evolving and the growth of it is, it's limitless. Yeah. And it's really like what Dom does. He's really at like the forefront of the front lines and it's a very cutting edge job. And he's very much like, it's a niche thing. Like if you put IOT on a resume, you're getting hit up a lot, baby. Oh yeah. Big time. Wouldn't you say Lama? Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like also when you're an IOT too, like, I always thought when I saw you guys, I was like, yo, this is the game. Like, this is the game where you want to go. Like, like you were like, you know, like I could tell through body language, you and everybody there were just being chill, like cracking jokes and shit like that and just being comfortable. And I was just, I guess, a temp like, wow, you can do that. You can have fun and do X, Y, Z like, dude, this is cool. And then like, you know, once I saw you guys, I was like, wow, you guys are technical. I was like, I don't know if I'll ever do this. And yeah. then and then looking back now, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like I've learned it's we work hard and then we play hard. But yeah. first, you got to do a lot of work and hard before yeah. you even get to the playing hard. Yeah. And a lot of it. I like you said, like in the beginning, like, you know, we had our we had our moments back and forth sure. when it came through, like learning everything. But like yeah. in the end, it's I see where it is. It's just like you got to put all bullshit aside, understand this. And then once you understand it, you fucking you fucking know it and you yeah. can go ahead and take on everything else. Like you were like, yeah, there's no training book. There's nothing that i could like give you and say read this read this up and follow up with me tomorrow there's none of that shit yeah. it's either you got it or you don't got it yeah. and i think it's one of those make or break type of deals and being yes. tech savvy is a very big thing about it like if you aren't yeah. keeping up with like what's happening with technology or anything in particular like you're lost you're stranded big time. and a lot of it too like there's there's I've also realized there's a lot of shit, too, that you couldn't teach me if you wanted to a lot. Yeah. Some of it is you learn by doing you and learning. Like if someone calls you mentions this scenario or you could be given a whole scenario through your boss and they're just like, here, go ahead and do this. And you're like, I don't fucking know how to do this. But like yeah. if you spend 10 minutes just thinking about like all the different possible options. Yeah, you're, you're good. And it's also but, one of the things that built, and I saw this and I've seen your skill in this improve greatly. And it's honestly, I think in an office setting, it's probably, if not the best, one of the best skills to have is problem solving. Problem mm -hmm. solving is such a skill and it's so underrated. And like you said, when there was a problem, you would get frustrated because you'd come to me and be like, well, this is the issue. And I'm like, hey man, 
There's no right answer for this, right? Because you can say this and they could come back and say this, this, or this, right? And then you pick this, right? And then they can come back and say this, this, or this, right? So it's forever evolving. You just got to like know, like, you know, it's just you got to have all the tools to be able to put the shit together. But it is problem solving is a big, big part of it. And stepping up and plus two, like you do, you're on call 24 seven. So that's just like, the yeah. toughest oh my god the toughest oh, oh. yeah dude sleep some nights some nights are sleepless like i'm oh. running on i got woken up la- like this this like last night twice and i couldn't go back to sleep so like i'm running on la- and running on like maybe no. i'd say about three hours of sleep plus uh the keurig's br- the the keurig died out so like uh <laughs> run the most caught co- the, the most equivalent thing i've had to coffee today was the gatorade <laughs> Yeesh. Yeesh. yeah no dude. Uh, and i know, used to like... be in your shoes man i used to be on call too and like dude like i remember when i had a newborn and i was getting calls like oh my god my wife wanted to kill me she was like if we get one more fucking call and it wakes that baby up you're all dead you're dead <laughs> you know i did notice i did notice how like you can bypass that i accidentally discovered it but today so I realized with that notification, you say it again, you noticed what? So like, you know how, like through that, that like through that app, like that sound is unavoidable. Oh, for sure. Like, but I figured out that, um, what I'm, the first thing I'm going to say is not the initial thing I want, why I wanted to bring it up, but like, yeah, like that sound, I found out you can turn off like throughout your day. So like, nice. When I went and saw Sp- like the new Spider-Man, I was like, yo, I'm turning this shit off. I'm a backup guy. I'm turning that fucking sound off. Yeah. But I found out like whenever like I was on call, I decided like to as a New Year's resolution, I'm going to be better with my phone and not be on it for a long time. Ugh. So I started to, I started like um, going into my apps or like, I'm sorry, like screen time. And I clicked or i did like this limit thing to where it's just like all social media i can't access until 10 a.m on weekdays and then on weekends i can access it from like no access from nine to noon and what i noticed was with that with the on call app i noticed like between like 6 a.m and 8 a.m i'm not i'm not getting any calls Mm -hmm. and and i or like um or no, I'm sorry, from like, yeah, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'm like, yo, this shit's not going off. This must be good. And then I realized like once it was past 10 a.m., I saw a notification that said, oh, this came off like an hour ago. Luckily, someone got it. But I realized like if you add that to like one of your like downtime and you say like, I don't want to be on this app during my downtime, it cancels out everything. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to change that because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. Okay? Can't be That's missing ex- too many calls. No. Oh, no. Like, I, I think I've been pretty good with it. Ida. Yeah. Hurricane Ida was the biggest fucking shit show. So I had it went off like around like 930 and it, it didn't it only it not only did it go off a couple times, but it went off like back to back to back to back to back. Jesus. So it went off. 12 times when i was awake and then i woke up a couple times and answered those and then afterwards i passed out and then another one went off and i was out cold and i missed it and i go in the next day and i was just like dude i knocked out 12 but that last one my body said 
fuck you. I'm not doing it. <laughs> You're like, my mind is telling me no. <laughs> my body. So, all right. Nice. Well, dude, Lama, I'll tell you what, buddy. We're coming to the top of time. I can't tell you how fucking proud I am to see how much you've grown and how good you've been doing and just like the role you've taken in the team and everything you've done. And I just know you're kicking ass, man. And I'm fucking, I'm just so proud of you and I'm so happy for you, buddy. So yeah, thanks, man. Could have done it without course. you. I, hey, I always, uh, I always tell people, I always tell people like, um, I was like, yeah, Matt, Matt's like my Tony Stark. <laughs> and you're <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's a good leader. Like, you took me nice. under, you took me under your wing and I've never made you more proud. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, no, you kill it. Go ahead, Justin. I got one last question before we wrap up. What are you, uh, what are you currently playing? I just started playing dying light. It's dope. Currently playing. So this is uh, going to be a fun story. Um, so um, I'm now playing Halo Infinite. Excellent. I haven't played and that yet. So um, basically I'm back on the Xbox now. Um, I actually got the brand new Xbox series S from my uncle. Um, he got it for free from his company with a bunch of points that he had and was like, you want it? And I'm like, if I don't have, if I don't have to pay shit, then yeah. So gets me the Xbox series S and I told him I was, I, I was like, I only wanted it for halo. So that's up to you. Yeah. And, um, he got it for me. So I grinded through ghost of Tsushima. The deal was. I wasn't going to play Halo until I beat that game and I'm letting him borrow it and paying off my debt. Yeah. And uh, so now playing Halo Infinite and going from Halo to like any other like shooter game, like from like Call of Duty to like whatever and going back to Halo, it is the biggest mind fuck ever. Really? (laughs) Halo is that much better? It's more or less of just like the controls were so much different. Like, I think it was like B button with like, you know how like today, like the right anal or like right analog is like melee or something like that. Yeah. And Halo, it's the B button. Yeah. Halo is always buttons. The X button. And or no, I'm sorry. It was like the uh, the. All, the right bumper button so and like, like everything the re- was and the so changer different. ammo and yeah all that just dude it's the same thing when i play like like red dead redemption right i'll play that game and then i'll play something like assassin's creed or something and then i'll be like dude this it's just nothing compares you know so maybe Not i'll try <laughs> halo infinite halo so halo infinite's what you're playing yeah so uh yeah and uh, then if you want to give me your gamer tag yeah we'll go we'll go and also Halo Infinite, you don't need Xbox Live Gold for it until May. I just found that out. Nice. Yeah, you can play online like for free. Season, yeah, for, yeah, for now, like, it's free. Um, unless you have Game Pass, then you already have Gold included. But I don't have Game Pass because I pay for too, too many fucking streaming services. Yeah. I, just got, I just got Paramount Plus. So I'm it? like, I'm done. Dude, what's on, I only what's on got Paramount it. Plus? I literally only got it for the 14 new south park movies that are coming to it whoa so trey parker and matt stone signed a 900 million dollar deal with uh paramount which offered six new seasons the show's coming back for a new season in 2022 after not having they never had a season since 2019 um and then they're having two movies like two one hour movies every year they just released one in november and one in december called the post covid movie 
And then so 2022, they're going to have two movies and then so on and so forth until 2027. Wow. And so I was like, fuck it, dude. Like, this is I'm getting it for this. Dude, <laughs> I had borrowed someone's uh, Apple TV. You know who you are, family show, listener show, and you know I love you. Uh, I borrowed their Apple TV to watch Ted Lasso. Have you seen Ted Lasso? I watched the beginning of it. And then and then um, like one of my friends called me and I just never got to like watching it. But like I know the, the, the main guy that's in it. He's the dad from where the Millers and I fucking love him. Uh, yeah, Jason Sudeikis. No, honestly, the show is really, really good, but nice. So and also, I, if you have Disney Plus, you got to watch the new Boba Fett so fucking good that's only at time of recording there's only been two episodes and both of them have been fucking killer so nice i watched uh i watched black widow on disney plus last night that was pretty good i like that that was pretty i liked it did you see uh falcon and winter soldier i haven't i um so like i was already like in the process of watching uh wandavision at the time and then that came out wandavision was fucking killer oh my god that was so good loki was the best oh dude oh loki loki yeah that was the best show so good that's been the best i agree best one thus far so fucking and um hawkeye wasn't like i didn't think i'd like hawkeye it actually i kind of had fun i enjoyed it yeah i like that she's in black widow the the new black widow florence pugh is oh dude actress's name i like her she's funny oh i fucking love florence she's good in the movies love florence pugh did you see the outlaw king no, you, saw, not. you saw the Outlaw King. It's the story of Robert Robert the Bruce, 17th Earl of Bruce, the guy that freed Scotland after William Wallace died. You know? Okay. Yeah. And she's in it. And you get to see her naked. Woo! <laughs> and then you got she's fighting with your family. Dude, Florence Pugh. I'm a big, big fan of Florence Pugh. See Midsummer? No. That's the movie. She's in that horror movie. It's it's wild. Yeah. Horror <laughs> movies. It's so, a, like a thriller, I guess, but yeah. Oh, nice. Maybe I'll check it out. So nice. All right, let's keep it moving. So we're coming to the top of time. Uh, Lama, this is a great fucking time. Jada, I know you and me are usually on the same, same page with this, but Lama, if you'd be willing, we'd love to have you come back on the show. Dude, fucking absolutely. This was a lot of fun. This is always, yeah. So much fun. So yeah, much I, fun. I could talk about video games for hours. Dude, I would love oh, yeah, to. Me too. Video games <laughs> yeah, if you're coming back on, that's all we're talking about. Yeah, we're just talking about video games. The whole we time. should do a video games roundtable. What do you think? You know anything about Metal Gear Solid lore? Oh, dude, we should. That's another good idea. Let's do a video games roundtable, right? Like, that would be fucking killer. Who else? I'm a, who else is a big gamer? Right, so it'd be like me, you, Lama. Who else can we be? That's a big gamer. Do you know anyone? I know a couple people like are like I know some people are like into like Counter Strike and play like competitive like shooter games. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. like like I like everything. I like like fantasy. Same. Like I like the campaign more yeah. than I do online. Agreed. Agreed. Dude, especially like dude, like uh, the Call of Duty World War Two campaign. Fucking False. incredible! Oh, I actually fuck just fucking incredible. I um my brother was cleaning up the basement at my mom's house and the PS4 copy of that was downstairs. I literally just replayed the campaign to that where you're sneaking uh, around. It's awesome, yo. It's so fun. Good. You got your storm in the beach. Come on, <laughs> yo. It's hard. Oh, so hard. <laughs> you get you die so many times, yo. Oh, it's like pure sure. luck to cross that beach. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. You die a thousand times. So, um, but no, yeah. this is cool. Nice. So uh, before we get out of here, Lama, anything you want to say to the Lamanites out there? Yeah. So, um, yeah, as Matt mentioned, I 
do have a Twitch and a YouTube channel, which I did do a skit for Working Perspectives podcast. Yep. In uh, my so in my YouTube channel, I um, like I said, I was inspired by Super Mario Maker Two, which um, or the first Mario Maker that made me want to do this. So like, if you want to check that out, go ahead, check it out. Yep. Don't know when I'm coming back, but there's some there's some good stuff in there. We'll have links um, in the description of this episode to all your stuff. So I dude. I'm a, I subscribe to it. I'm a big fan of Lama's work. And like for everyone that's been watching for a while, which we know you all have that, you know, you've seen Lama's commercial, which was great and all this stuff. So, yeah, no. And like uh, maybe one day the Mario Kart video will make its way out and you can hear Lama do the commentating on that. But that so, yeah. Sick. So like we sick. said, links for all Lama's Twitch and for uh for your YouTube channel, everything like that will be in the description of this episode. I also sure. have um, I also have a photography account too. If you want, if anyone wants to follow that, Instagram yeah. at Dominic McGinley Photography. It's got yeah. a bunch of like random pictures from you know a bunch of concerts I went to in the past. Yeah. Um, just like hoarded a bunch of photos and decided to edit them, fuck with them until they looked good. Yeah. And um, and then as well too for all speaking of music. Uh, some of my very, very close friends, they are, if anyone's into like uh, indie rock, uh, they have a band called Beach Dream, which is uh, beach with two E's. And um, yeah, you can go ahead and find them on all, all music platforms. I would highly recommend listening to them. They are really good jams. And um, then if you're also interested in the band too, um, I we all they also have merch and you're looking at or listening to the merch guy. So um, I would recommend that. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have links for all that in the description of this episode. Tom is a Tom's photography is a great follow on Instagram. I follow it. And then we'll have links to all the merch and everything in the description of this episode for sure. Lama. Very cool. So Jalen, anything you want to say to the peeps before we rowdy 5,000? Yeah, I just you got one more Instagram follower, Dom. I just followed that. And I'll, I'll find your YouTube page and uh, everybody be safe. This is fun. We're going to talk about video games. Oh, uh, yeah. When you come back. Yeah. Video game roundtable coming soon. So nice. Well, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by J Dub Justin Richardson, terrible Tom Lavelle, and the Lama himself, <laughs> Dominic Dami Lama McGinley. You can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can help us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Tech at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And please, guys, just get her to leave me the hell alone about doing the show. Like and subscribe so my wife stops bugging me about doing the show. Uh, thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See ya. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.s.com 
K-O-T-B-E-L-L dot com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, T is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry dot com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.